carried the girl through like an ornament. Yeah, covered like covered in like leaves and sushi. Yeah, people were just picking off the sushi like and eating. That's it. disgusting. Is she end up naked falling in? I'm not even into sushi anyway, like that. She wasn't uh no, nah, I didn't I didn't take any part. No, nah, not in for you. Eating. I was wondering, innit? Um what was was she naked? Was she stalkers by the end of it. Um That's disgusting. They took her away like in one back <laughs> room and then she <laughs> and then she came back. So raw fish on fish, I don't understand. Mad. That's um, not yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? yeah it, it was. Um, really? I, I got the concept. Fish on fish. Um, I got the theme. Um, was it to be like being more, a bit more flamboyant? It was a Nobu as well, so it makes sense. That stuff, man. It makes, yeah, so it, it made sense for the only two places I wanted to be on New Year's here was with my family and my loved ones, and then I, if I had a choice. Mm. PDD's New Year's Eve party. Yeah, That's the only man. thing that looked that looked wow. more lit than yeah, that looked that looked. I can't store. not. I can't bring in the New Year and not be in church. Yeah, I would feel right. weird. I can't. But then, it. have you ever done the whole um, New Year's Eve kiss thing? Sorry, hey, we can go there no, after. Actually, oh, okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know why? Because I saw a meme about it, and I put it on my Snapchat that like someone asked, "Oh, have you ever had a New Year's kiss?" And the the the, the, the tweet was like, "No, I'm African. I spend my New Year's Eve." Cursing my enemies into, into the next year, and I was like, "This is this is too accurate. This is my life." Mad. The effects. I'm just, I like I like my life with balance. Mm. So you see, in the new year at twelve o'clock at church, two a.m. you're at the apartment. It's it's, it's, it's both doable. Months. Yeah, you can it do is. both. Yeah, you can. I'm I remember not, when I was young, I'm not I couldn't the do both. person. So um, I hear that. You know. No, no, I'd be, I still get, I still, huh? I'd better side that because they ain't see me in months. Yeah, 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 one of them ones. They ain't see me in months. I so think it's like, that, hey, I don't even long think that time. that's necessarily a church thing. I think that's an African thing. Because I don't know if, if you if you went to the White Wines Church, if they would feel any way. If you came, they'd be, probably be happy. No, no, they would mm. feel away. Because remember, that's that's a lot of money you're missing out on. You ain't tithed in 52 weeks. I'm so finished. <laughs> I'm looking months. at these people like, I'm like, some of you are pieces of shit, 365, 24 7. Like, can we not be cool for the one day of the year? It's cool, where? man. Um, but yeah, I, I, I gave thanks, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for definite, it's always um, for me personally, it's always a blessing to make a new year. Um, but yeah, no, nah, it was fun. I had a good time, and uh, yeah, you just keep it going, man. Twenty eighteen and that. Happy weird. New Year. Happy so are we going to work on you ever getting this chance to like have the New Year's kiss? Because you need to at least have one experience. With uh, um, like it depends on who it is. But I can't do it with a random person. No. No. <laughs> just a random, well, just I, a random person. I don't know what church, people like, do. I've done. I'm Tunde, not, come in. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not about that life. I can't. I can't no. do all of that. Yeah. To be honest, I I didn't know that it was a thing where people like were kissing randoms, just because the you know. No, no I've been a couple yeah. nightclubs and yeah. I remember. <coughs> <laughs> if I can tell the story, yeah. There was one year, the kiss went left, did it? Wow. Oh lord. Yeah. Well, my, you know my man, innit? Um, I'll tell you off air. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Kissed the girl, yeah. Mm. Okay, so they kissed, right? But I don't know if it's her guy or the ex or the, that the situation ship was in the same venue. My tense. man didn't like that. Wow, very tense. He didn't like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, are you, you finished? Be... There's more to this, right? Go there's on. A whole lot more, there's a whole lot more. Go, to go this. on. <laughs> they start kicking off. Obviously, he knows one of the bouncers. The bouncers obviously grab my virgin. Mm. The one that's not even the one that kissed. That was involved in the whole melee. You know, pushing back and forth. Yeah, they've got him taking down the back. You know, the back route of the club, so we can really weigh him in at the back. Oh mm. no, that's weighed nice. him in nicely. He's come outside, vexed now, kicking off with everyone, smashed the pub window, and I'm get, getting nicked. You know, you got the street pastors and the police and <sighs> my boy. It's my boy's birthday. My right. boy's come downstairs. 
He speared a tre- street pastor, got nicked as well. And that's why I don't go anywhere but church on New Year's. Can you see? To be fair, that was the, that was probably the first year when I was, <laughs> I was in London and I wasn't at church. And then three men got arrested. You see? Yeah. I, I don't know church. what it is with New Year's is that um, I think like <coughs> a lot of people's senses go out the window yeah. and they over they overdo it. Like you don't, New Year's, like I think what people need to understand is that New Year's is all about um, being thankful, celebrating, like, you know, making it to the new year. It shouldn't be like filled with violence or any animosity like it's supposed to be a happy period i think it's just a frenzy it's like it's like when you're listening to someone i don't know listen to a song versus when you see them in concert like all of a sudden something it's like mad that you're seeing this person in 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 the flesh i think it's the same with new year's it's like the frenzy oh my god it's new year and emotions just run high and people don't really they're not maybe people aren't aware of the the, the fact that it has an effect on them you're supposed to let go man like and just look look forward celebrate that's how i see um new year's is a celebration like and that's not me saying that you have to go raving like that's yeah, not the only right. form of celebrating that you can do yeah. you can have a small celebration <coughs> at home where you're just watching the countdown on bbc one yeah. with a glass of like prosecco that's, that's fucking dead no <laughs> it, no but it's a celebration it it's a celebration but that's that's how pe- that's some people's realities true another person's reality might be in a club getting fucking drunk yeah uh, where was you New Year's Eve? I was at um at my boys' event, Benny Boys' event, Sick. um at Nobu Hotel in Shoreditch. Mm. Nice, gave the prestige. Full location, everything. Okay. It was, to be honest, <laughs> nah, to, to be honest, <laughs> I couldn't believe. Like, it's probably the best venue um, that I've been to in terms of um, you know a club or whatever. Did it look like that type of venue that like, this is probably the first time they've had this many black people in that venue before? Yes. Ah, yes. uh, 100%. They couldn't believe it. And plus it was an open bar Mm-mm. and the bar staff <laughs> didn't know what to do. Of course. I'll be getting five drinks at once. Yeah. Everyone thinks that, but that doesn't work. They don't, it doesn't work I know, I know it doesn't. I know. I've been, I've it doesn't work that way, bar. but they still were taking long in like dishing out the drinks and like there could have been someone that was going around handing people shots like that's how I would have done it but the the, the bar manager was he just wasn't on job um, but everyone looked nice you know everyone looked nice let's talk about you for a second the stage and we'll, was and we'll, we'll, set we'll, we'll, in, we'll introduce our guests properly <coughs> right let's talk about the floral shirt yeah 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 yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to show you the shirt after oh yeah done. yes please <laughs> are you a fan of a man in a floral shirt by the way I you might say the right answer. <laughs> no, I just I note, can't you know? I can't think of any time when I've seen a man yeah. in a floral yeah. shirt. I'm gonna right. sh- show you. This. So I don't know. You know, I haven't got the. Yeah, right it was image. a shirt that I bought a couple of months ago. I haven't worn it yet, so I was thinking, <laughs> all right, you know, this is the time. Um, uh, if anyone follows Mr. Vans, they will know. I, I saw that. I was like, okay, cool. I know where my friend's feeling himself. Fling okay. out the floral so, shirt. You is know. it silk or satin? It, it, it was like did a soft like a material. Did you have like a button open or something? Yeah, a couple of buttons. Yeah. Naval buttons. Button bits. Nah, it, it wasn't a JLS <laughs> thing. It wasn't a JLS thing. It was like, it was, <laughs> sure, it, sure you, it was casual. You know what? You rocked it. Well done. I, I didn't think it was going to look like that. I appreciate that. That's you not know. what I expected. So clap for yourself. Thanks. Thanks. Clap, bro. Yeah, it, it, was, it was nice, <laughs> you know. Um, it was crazy because like, even the cloakroom, yeah. You know how you go to a club and you get like a normal, that little raffle ticket as as um, your cloak ticket? Mm. They had like some engraved wooden like 
kind of yes I know what you're talking about badge. it's like they have that like at Hakkasan as well it's like I wooden. was like what kind of prestige thing is this yeah, we, we the to toilets get... it was like a room flannels expensive hand cream mm-hmm. I was like yes <laughs> yeah, you have to tip my man in there <laughs> proper no they weren't even a toilet Donny because they were all in like rooms it was like a hallway like no, no, no. It was I'm not, I'm not, maybe I don't want the plush life. I'm not used to that. I it need, is I mad. need the in the toilet. I need him it there. It is mad. I was like, yes, no one bothering you. You can do your stuff. Yeah. Come out, and you've got multiple flannels there. Next time I went, it was topped up again. I was thinking, what is this? Honest, a couple of stealing flannels them. I stole a flannel. Yeah. Can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case like that, that, like it got hot in the in, in on the dance floor or whatever, and inside the actual um, venue. It wasn't. I'll be honest, I do that at hotels though. Yeah. You gotta do that. Yeah. When I'm hotels now, I'm, I'm always taking Yeah, I'm hotel. taking the stuff. What expensive yeah. restaurants like dressing gowns and the whole lot. I just sleep the chopsticks. Well, they're proper wood, innit? Like, <laughs> as a person, like. <laughs> no etiquette at all, you know. We're just no. out here stealing stuff. <laughs> Theft. Listen, I mean, man. Listen, like, they, they had loads of it, so why they not? They weren't gonna miss it, it's fine. The flannel was necessary because sometimes, you know, when you like sweat a little bit too much, the tissue at the bar ain't gonna save you, man. Yeah, trust you me. You need that flannel. You need a property. thing. All right, well, listen, whatever you need to do, you did in it. But hashtag off the cuff pod. <laughs> Come on. We are back. Happy um, New Year. Happy New Year, yeah. 2018. First episode of 2018. Listen, <laughs> I, I was, I'm happy we managed to make it, though, and do it. Because I was thinking, oh, it's touch and go. We're going to get studio time. So I'm happy. Yeah. And uh, we don't, hopefully don't disappoint. And you enjoy I've, this episode. I thought it would have been jam-packed, to be honest. Yeah, nah, New Year. Everyone's still hungover, man. Because you know, like, um, the gym's a little bit quiet between, like, Christmas and New Year's, but then 1st of Jan, 2nd of Jan, everyone's just back. I don't play every day. New Year, new me for about two weeks. I don't do gym, so I don't riot, no. No? That's long. You'll be all right, man. Yeah. But yes, you're listening for the first time. This is False Forever. And I'm Mr. Vance. We've got a guest in the studio with us today. Introduce yourself for everyone. Hello, my name's Chrissy. That's all I got to say for that. Yes, and you are. <laughs> I am here to, I guess, just discuss like kind of things that I do to so, like raise awareness for mental health. My website and yeah, it's just to generally talk and gist and stuff. Love that. It's always nice to have a, a different perspective. Yeah. yeah, and I'm happy we got you on. Um, we'll cover I'm everything. Happy to be here. Um, because I think we've had this conversation a couple of times. It's something we're going to keep having, but it's always good to have someone that is in that field and is a bit more well-versed. Yeah. Because um, I've got my perspective, mm-hmm. but I'd like to say, speak to someone that's got more of an informed opinion yeah. on the ground day to day. So you can dispel any myths for me, yeah, for yeah. our listeners, mm. correct if we're wrong on anything as well, which would be good. Um, but no, 2018, any any New Year's resolutions or we're not doing that? Hella. Yeah. Well, I don't really do resolutions. I just do things that I want to achieve for the year. I don't really call it resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. So one of mine is like, I really want to do a TED Talk. I don't, oh, know nice. how, I don't know how I'm going to do it within this year, but I really You don't shout do me out in the TED Talk. Wow. <laughs> I will. This will, this will be, this is this is going down. I've got my diary here. It's going down in the memory banks. You know, oh, my right. first ever official podcast. How'd you go about doing that though? Um, A TED Talk. I think yeah. you have to be nominated for one. So to be honest. Like the that. Huh? <laughs> it's like a mobile thing. No, because <laughs> be I honest. know that there's two, right? There's a TEDx yeah. talk and then there's a TED talk. Yeah. Um, one of my friends done a TEDx talk. Shouts to Yazzie. Fantastic. Um, and that was amazing. Um, seeing her up and um, up on stage. I love all of that. Speaking. Like, oh my gosh. That and is like, all the other people that were there as well. Like it was amazing. Fantastic. I haven't really looked into the actual TED talks with the big stage and mm-hmm. the the YouTube mm-hmm. stuff. 
it's random because like I've seen like I saw like a little advert where there was a guy doing some sort of like I don't know juggling or something some some sort of skill (coughs) the thing I love about TED Talks is that they're so dynamic like there's so many like there's talks about every single thing and they touch on issues that are real to relevant people depending on where they they are you know like they had someone i think it was like a south african man i can't even remember and he was talking about mental health and how the perception of mental health in this country and it was like so interesting he wasn't necessarily a professional or anything like that he was just someone who had gained experience knowledge and experience of what it means to Mm -hmm. suffer from a mental illness or to suffer from depression and what it actually means for an African man you know and I like just things like that I just I love I love spreading knowledge and bringing more awareness to things because at the end of the day there's always something that somebody doesn't know about do you know what I mean and I feel like why not Mm. why not get on a platform like TED Talk and and say it to the masses it's just like I just love it but I'm not entirely sure about the process but I'm I'm gonna find out so that's the main resolution. Do you have any more? Um, yeah, I have, I'm going natural, so I'm cutting off my relaxation. Hey, so okay. Speci- specify what you mean because <laughs> people can take that a whole different way. Okay. Like you say going natural. Okay, what I mean off. is my hair's relaxed. Right. Um, and I've decided to cut it all off and yeah. just do my hair. Kinky and well, like yep, barbers kinky. and that. Yeah, I'm gonna cut the relaxants off. Okay. So right now I'm transitioning. That's why I've got braids. Then my birthday, I'm gonna cut it all off. It's in April. Okay. So I've got some, some time. Yeah, you've got a bit of time. You yeah. ready for that? Yes. And I'm probably going to cry, but it's life and it's fine. <laughs> You're going to cry? Yeah, my hair's quite long, to be honest. But yeah. It's, it's hair that will grow back, man. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So it's I'll, a transition because I've, I've experienced it with my with my sister and my mum, actually. Mm. They've it's cut a very their hair. Like, and they're, well, they're, they're doing a the bald thing. So yeah. they're just, they're, they're calm. Gang. Like, <laughs> if I had the confidence, I would, but. <laughs> yeah, no. I think you don't, don't care. If you, when I see women like the super, super low trim, mm. They look beautiful, honestly. Yeah, and there right. is a rumor that goes around as well that once you cut your hair down to a certain level, you just start, you know, flourishing a bit more. I'm so finished. Bum gets bigger, you start looking crazy. Mad. So. I, it's already, yeah. It's oh, okay. right. Nice, nice, nice. Well, it's nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of resolutions, though, like, um, I think we spoke about resolutions on our last... A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I said. I can't remember, but... I was drunk. Yeah, it was mad. But today... There, I saw a tweet. I think it was from Kelly Ro- Kelly Rowland um, from Destiny's Child. Um, the tweet was, "What? What's this chapter in your life called?" Hmm. And I put stability. So, like, that's what I want to focus on for the um, for the rest of the year and onwards. Like, you know, um, stability in all aspects, not just in one aspect mm-hmm. of my life, whether that's financial, mental, emotional physical stability I love that. stability um, is good yeah man I, I think it's important um, very important it's something that's sort of like <coughs> undervalued in a sense or something very that's not often spoken about um, yeah but yeah I just want to put that into action and speak that into existence and you know, hopefully dope as well. you know we've got a decent listenership because you said that on here now yeah you can't turn up next week and move scatty yeah. <laughs> don't know what's going on you have to be staying yeah no nah, man like you know like um, I've even like written it down like so when I wake up, I can see it on my wall. That's, just a, good, a, that's a very good practice. Ju- just like a reminder, because yeah. sometimes like you wake up and you forget stuff. Yeah, you know, true. like what you intend to do. Is, I just want like a health, a, um, a reminder that I can see. 
Yeah, that's sometimes like we tend to ignore things that we can't see. Like, bro, that's mm. dope. Because you know what's mad, yeah? Um, I don't want like a few guys in the room. I remember when I was studying for my GCSEs and I was studying for my A-levels. Mm-hmm. I would do that. I would do it, like my, my room was like a madhouse. I just had mm. everywhere, like all my notes, revision stuff, just plastered all over them. My dad's done it before you have like just in the toilet. You sat there on the shit looking up, you could just see oh, my dad's my, dad, my dad's notes. I need to fix this computer, <laughs> fix the engine, do, just so you don't forget it's everywhere. That doesn't work for me. Don't work for you. It doesn't. No, I don't I know ne- I have things on my wall my wall, like scriptures and things and stuff, and I I can't even tell you the last time I looked at I rarely look at them. It's just because I'm a little bit of a rusher. That's again yeah. not one of my goals, like to be on time. I'm still working on it because I'm late for everything. See, hey, you two. Yeah, you might need to do your own pod. You two together. I'm so finished. <laughs> I'm actually done. I'm actually done. Okay, well. well. Nah, listen, man. Um, what was your time today? Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I was pretty much. Look at you time. defending each other. Pretty much. Pretty much. I, would, I was listen, pretty much I was on, on time. time. I feel like there's like a ten minute grace period for all things. <laughs> Not with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Half ten come out like boy about to start. You know, uh, listen, there's, man. There's um, a ten minute like like grace period for I've, everything. I, listen, I haven't been too bad the past what the past three episodes. I've been um, on time. I start um, as I mean to go on. Growth is progressive. I'm listen, telling man, myself I'm, I'm going to be trying. on time. Bro, I'm going to be on time to work tomorrow. Today's the second of January. You ain't getting no pats on the back from me. Of course not. <laughs> you just started. Of course not. But I'm just saying. I, I feel start like you're a I need to go on. Anyway, for me, tomorrow is the time. I'm actually going to be on time for work tomorrow. Yeah. I'm actually. I'm going to do it. Like I'm. Is gonna your manager on your neck? No, this is the thing. She's. She's not. I love her. Like she's my bae. But like. Because I don't really get in trouble for it. I kind you're of don't see, see you're small, any You're starting to abuse it. Okay. Yeah. yeah you're, you're Plus abusing. I live really close to work, like five minute drive. That's even worse. It's very bad. You know some people take, now, all banner side, some people take like lateness as like a massive disrespect. I've got I someone know. in my life who, like if you're late, they take like, you're, you're violating me, you're wasting my time. For some people they're like, it's just good manners to be on time. It is. It is. It is. That's why I said growth is. Uh, it's only the second day. Uh, there's still tomorrow again. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I got my, I got my the finest auntie voice, you know. <laughs> I've got my foot on her neck. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I've got loads of stuff to cover, though. Just want to have a little New Year's catch up and just uh, <coughs> see where everyone's at. We'll definitely get into your work a little bit later yeah, as well. Sure. That's a major reason why you're down. Um, we have a lot of music conversation on here. And I always like a little bit of beef and a little bit of controversy. Right. Um, I always find it funny when we someone gets nominated and is the guy undoubtedly and everybody loves them. I'm always looking and thinking, how long is this going to last for? Mm. What's coming next? When is there going to be a period when someone's not going to like them? Like, I or Stormzy, mm. because it seems you can do no wrong. Yeah. There's going to eventually be a time when the turn will tire a little bit and yeah. then the real fans are going to have to back him yeah. to make sure that they don't try and get him out of here. Um, so I don't know if you're aware, obviously, you should do, um, should be. Man's Not Hot, Michael yeah. Dapper. Mm-hmm. Big song over the last how many months? Yeah. Viral moment from Charlie Sloth firing the booth to actually releasing the song, having a single out there. Mm. Recently, the remix dropped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got Lethal B on there, Crepton Conan, mm-hmm. Chip. Um, Was that, I don't think there's anyone else on there. It's just, yeah, Lethal, Crepton Conan. Conan. And Jamie. And Jamie. Yeah. My apologies, and Jamie. Um, now, if you know the genesis of um, the whole Swill series, it's somewhere in London. The actual clip itself, over your head, the actual clip over itself is from, um, there's a moment he's with 6-7, the, okay. the drill group. Yeah. And they, <coughs> he's his character, Big Shaq, is trying to impress them with his lyrics. Mm-hmm. That is a rapper. Now, that little clip from there, then, of course, propelled him to go and then do the Fire in the Booth. The fire in the booth. Mm-hmm. So they've got a song called Let's Lurk with gigs, which are on the same beat mm-hmm. as a man's not hot beat. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now I just wanted to open a conversation. Now, if I had a song, yeah, and it was obviously it was big, it was out there with gigs, and now you do the parody, and you essentially do the remix, and it pops off in the way it does. Do you owe me anything? No, no, no. I don't think he owes anyone anything. That's um, ridiculous to think that he don't owe anybody. I, I don't understand why that's even. Um, a conversation people are haters because if it never done anything yeah. there will be no talk of anything <coughs> mm. they wouldn't even like if if there was an issue with it at, in in the first place it would have it would have taken place from before he had even shot the video because of what it had done virally anyways yeah it was huge so and if you think about it what do people remember from that the whole phenomenon, like it was the tingos, yeah, that was that moment, and that's what drew people to that. Mm. Like I so went then, to work. Sorry to cut mm. you off. I went to work. Like I'm talking. Like my patients don't. They don't even know what half the work. I came in and they were singing the song. I was in utter shock. I was like, I mean, these are like Caucasian. You know, they yeah, didn't even I have mean, it. Caught on. Um, a lot of white celebrities got onto it as yeah. well. I think they were referencing "Man's Not Hot" on social media online. Um. So it's just one of those things that, you know, he took it. It was it was um, a parody. Mm. It wasn't their beat. It wasn't owned by them. The only thing that I would say in this whole situation is that make sure that the producers get paid. Yeah. That's it's, the it's only thing. I you say that because, like, just to give you a bit of a backstory, the reason I bring it up is because there has been a little bit of talk on the internet from a few of the guys from 6-7, DMZ, mm. and Felix, like Young's Teflon, who <coughs> seem to be upset, and in their words, that he's not paying homage and it's a bit disrespectful how it's being handled. What's the homage? But you know what it is? The homage is... It's not right, but I understand the notion of something pops off so much, but it was something we did, and look at the reception it's getting compared to what we did. Now, I don't think I don't, I don't think that's right for you to feel upset about that, but I can understand why some of you pissed off. You'd be tight. You'd be a little bit tight. He came and shot on our block. We were in the, um, the actual clip on the Swill video, it pops off. It wasn't it our time. Mm. It wasn't our time. Yeah. It just, it like I, I there, there's no malicious intent. He's come and he's done what he's done on a jokey vibe as his alias, Big mm. Shack. You know. Um, I also think it's a problem of like it's a reach. I think like a lot of it is like <coughs> it's just that it looks it, it to me it's it's that whole ends mentality. Mm. You know? I, I think generally speaking like I think in general I don't know if it's a black people thing or if just because of our generation or whatever but we seem to think like because one of our friends they like we don't have this we don't have a proper perception of what success is for our, means for our friend right. like if I'm hanging out with someone and they've blown up the mm. chances are by hanging out with them I will blow up too not because I'm copying them but by association from what I learned from them like right. have you th- thought about friends or I don't know you and your friends used to speak speak about things that you were going to do one person blows and another person blows and then the next 10 years all of you have blown and you look back and you're like oh wow all of us made it do you know what I mean and we have yeah. this perception of jealousy as opposed to like actually I think there there is an element of jealousy um, coming from 6-7 um, obviously they are the quote unquote serious artists mm. doing this as a living whereas like he's um, a comedian essentially he doesn't do music, but for his character, well, he's in for, New Zealand in front of yeah, thousands yeah. of people for, for, performing for, a song. For his character's purpose, he's created that. Mm. And 
he's seen what it's like. So after him going on fire in the booth, he's seen what is now done. It's gone viral. Yeah. Um, someone at the label have come to him and said, oh, we can make <coughs> this a single. Mm. It's a no brainer. I'm going to take that. They ain't no homage. Yeah. What's the homage? Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, is putting that to one side, I think there's a lesson to be learned though with um, any young artist from our scene, our community especially, when doing music mm. now, there's different business models with regards to like producers mm-hmm. and getting looked up. That's another conversation. So you can buy the beat outright if it's available to be bought outright. Yeah. And that's happened with certain people. So you look at in the US and um, there's a guy called Casanova has got a song called Don't Run. He paid like $500 for the beat outright, bought it outright turn it to a hit single yeah. and that launched his career now he's actually a fully fledged rapper mm. because he had that song Yeah, you then can you can do, do the different model which is what you call like leasing a beat mm-hmm. where you may pay a certain amount um, to lease the beat and have it for a certain time period now if you have an agreement where it does so much the producer may own like 100% rights to it or you do 50-50 splits then get points if it goes on an album if it becomes a bigger song now the actual guy that produced this beat that's the story within it is the irony is you've got a 6-7 issue but yep. behind the scenes, the guy that produced the beats called Mazza Beats wasn't at the start getting credited. There was a lot more murky waters in regards to who actually produced the Man's Not Hot beat. Did the person get credited? Eventually he's been credited, signed a little publishing deal and I think he's now being paid and re- like rewarded for well, that's being right part for of a, a And that's single. amazing for that young man. I mean, mm-hmm. like it's, it's just one of those ones where like I think people started um, coming out with various different... Um, narratives or examples um, saying that Michael Dapper had used someone from 6-7's flow during the song. Uh, that's a huge reach for me. That's a drill flow though. If you know drill, do you listen to drill at all? I don't really, but I know drill. You know drill, yeah. yeah. So if you listen to drill, it's there's, a drill. there's maybe one, two, three at a stretch, for different flows yeah. at a very stretch. Mm. It's the beat that makes drill. Because yeah. you don't need, you don't, there are for me, there's only like a couple standout drill rappers. You've got K-Trap, I like the kid Rico Squeeze and there's like Reeks MB, that's it. For mm. me, it's like standout, standout stars. But for the most part, it's the beat. If yeah. Kanzi will produce a beat for you, you're going to go, you're going to have a big song. Yeah, because like, I, I think if you can remember uh, back a, a few years ago, mm. everyone was using that Ace Hood hustle hard flow. Yeah. I mean, what would it have been like if Ace Hood was started, you know, started to come out, start crying that everyone's using this flow? It's rap, like, they're not taking your lyrics. Everyone's using like that Migos flow. They're not crying about it. When Gig's done talking the hardest, that's a Dr. Dre beat, mm. you know, status quo song. Like he's not like, this there was no homage there. It's that sense of entitlement. That rung off. We all feel like we're entitled to everything. You're my friend. You made it big. So I'm entitled for you to make me blow as well. But it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's... Like, um, do you know what I mean? Like, the producer's the only person that really it's, it's is entitled yeah, it's, to be upset about it. Exactly. Because everybody else isn't entitled. It's, it's definitely true. So entitled. you think about it now. You said, you said what? Gigs talking the hardest. Um... Bobby, Sh- Bobby Schmurder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Lloyd Banks tune originally. Exactly. And it might have been... Someone else might have jumped it prior to that. Mm. And then the funniest thing about the Man's Not Hot thing is... You've got Man's Not Hot, Big Shaq. Prior to that, you've got Six Seven featuring Geeks, Less Lurk. Then there's another group, young drill rappers as well, called Eighty Six. Mm. They jumped on the on the, on the mm. beat first, so it's it's actually ironic yeah. if we look at like the chronological order. Because we've drew it, the, the beats get passed around. Because mm. so producers see, are trying to get hot, they want their sound to go out there. So they're saying it's like Bashman. Remember when Bashman? Everyone was just jumping on the that same rhythm it's still the same yeah thing. that's what I'm saying it's yeah, like it's true. no one's crying about homage it's just <laughs> like 
it's it's that sense of entitlement again. It's like I've blown now. I'm not even like a local. I haven't even blown locally. Like it's universal now. Like if you look listen to the content, yeah, in in comparison to Let's Look, it's different. Mm. You're gonna get kids on Man's Not Hot. You're gonna get adults on Man's Not Hot just for the comedic element. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that from Let's Learn. You know, it's funny though, it's turned into a serious song though, because this, this is not my original thought. I did see it online. I wish I had the person's act to credit them. They said that if it was them, they would have done the remix with like, maybe like a Modi comedian and a few other like different comedians. That would have been sick. To be like, to, to keep that jokey vibe, because it's a parody at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Having it with like, not everyone actual knows rappers. it's a parody. That's, 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 do you know what it is? It's, there's blurred lines, because even though yes, it's a parody and, it's an official release, so yeah. I can't even, it's, it's a real song. It's a real song. It's a real it's a song. song. It is a real song. The producer getting paid done. off it. It's got like 100 million views yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, so it yeah. is a real song. Yeah, it's, it's done stupid streams on um, no, I know. on Spotify. We, but we know that it was a, it was done in a comedic sense. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean. we're within the scene, so we yeah. know everything. We <laughs> watched it um, got start from this to what it is now, mm. which is huge. It's taken him worldwide. He's he's now able to feed his family. It's It's cool, man. And he just seems like a cool bro, you know. Do you know what it is though? That's the thing. When it when it's someone that seems God blessed and they're mad cool, we make allowances. Now, if we were to find out that maybe there was some shady stuff really on his end with the producer, I may have a slightly different opinion. Okay, yeah. But that's, that mean, may that may just be the people that signed the song, yeah. doing what they do with it. Because the music industry, they do Ooh. that. Mm. They will crumble the little guy to it's money. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense. At the end of the day, like there's no um, personal, um, you know. I don't, I don't have anything personal against like um, him or anyone in this situation. If he did do some shady stuff, then obviously that's not something that I personally agree with and that's fucked up and you get, we'll call you out over that. People yeah. will call you out over that regardless of how you're perceived to be. But I, me personally, I don't think it, it happened that way, man. I just feel like he was approached, he took the opportunity and that's that. Yeah. I'll There's no the sides to it. To me, he doesn't owe them nothing. But That's if I was them, it would have been nice to hear Big Up 6-7 on Breakfast Club. Or yeah. it, it's nice. It's not necessary. He doesn't have to. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, And also, like, if because they came out and said it online, I don't think that was the first time they felt that way. Mm. They may be yeah. feeling that way prior and they may be negative energy. So if you've been shading me behind the scenes or you've been saying stuff because... I, I'll dispel some myths mainly gossip in it right yeah, we no. talk a lot so long yeah you lot do and within the media industry there's a lot of chit chat and gossip behind the scenes so <coughs> if someone doesn't like you and upset it will get back to you eventually you'll find out yeah. someone will say something at another studio session it'll get back to you in they the may be talking bad about him and he's just thought you know I'm not even gonna shout you man Entertain- out. yeah yeah in the midst of like his success though hasn't haven't they haven't they brought him out to their show? That's what was funny they brought him out he... early when it was first popping mm. he came out at their show right um, I don't know if they if he brought them out at a show. I know he had a big show recently with all the um, crypto and, 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 and friends, big Shack and friends, big Shack and friends. I'm hearing that. Um, obviously, I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm hearing that they brought him out and he brought them out. Okay, so I didn't see the footage of him bringing them out, but I know they definitely brought him out. This is funny though. Yeah, I mean, it, it turned into a huge Their conversation. Hurt, which we Their feelings sense. are hurt. Mm. Um, they see that he's really eating off it. Yeah. So it's like my friend mm. blow and they don't mention shout out Chrissy. I'll be like, bitch. You'd be a bit tight in it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, yeah, so at least I used to borrow her dresses. I that, yeah, bitch. I used to, I was the one who borrowed those heels that you wore on stage. Like, mm, what the f- uh, you yeah. know. But they never. Had I say you know you're a real friend because when you start revealing them secrets, I hate when people <laughs> do that. To each other. Well, first of all, I don't do that. But okay, uh, I'm nice. not sure if they had a personal relationship like that where like it's 
oh, come on, bro. Like, you know, we came Man, up together kind of shopping thing. that. Well, then yeah, exactly. I don't think it's that, you know. Exactly, um, then you don't have a right to be upset. Yeah, it's come my, on, man. Um, yeah, just let the man eat and go back in the studio and work on more music, man. Hopefully, like, it'll pop. You man are still making money. You lot are allowed to go out there and tour and make money off your music. I'm sure that there's still some genuine Let's Lurk fans. Now, it's still a big song. Mm. The irony is that with this, if anyone wants to go and find the other song, they're probably going to look now and it may help the streams and stuff. Yeah. I've seen that, um, what's the guy's name? It's Dimsy. He was the one that was tweeting. Yeah, he was doing um, That him and, um, and Michael Dapper have now done a FaceTime thing. The only thing I find annoying about that is you've come online, you've aired your, your, your displeasure, you've been upset, and then you tweet out, people are commenting, they don't know what they're talking about. Bro, we only comment because you put it out there. That's what I'm saying. You never know about anyone this being upset. Why, bro, this is why I hate, like, and that's a, a lot of these rappers, like, man. Getting on, online and saying that someone's doing this to you or they've been indirect That's why I don't have Twitter. I don't have you're, not, you're not on Twitter? No. Mm. I won't get, I will never get Twitter. The field you're in, you ain't got time for nothing. Pardon? Yeah, I mean, the field you're in, you ain't got time for nah, nothing. People, <laughs> people, um, people get lost in a lot on that, on that app. Yeah, and it's very um, jarring. And it's dangerous, man, because sometimes like, you can come across like a, like you could come across silly. Don't even get me started on social media. I don't even know if it's time for that kind of uh, that mate, conversation. Mate. We can talk now. <laughs> we got time. But we yeah, man, um, I, I don't think he owes anyone anything, just no. to conclude. I don't think, he, you know, the, like he, they can have the conversation behind closed doors. We don't even necessarily need to know what goes on. Yeah. Um, obviously, six, six, six seven will come to... on and say, oh yeah, Michael Dapper's avoiding us. It's making them sound like there's They're after him, kind of element thing. of fear. And yeah, that's like, something I don't like. Is like I don't like are, that. If you are, you do come from a certain lifestyle, and the reason why we know you is because on a certain level, violence, beef, and that. <coughs> whatever. Now you're in the music industry. It's a different well, game. That said, the example, the lesson to be learned from it is do better business. Yeah, yeah. and if do you believe in something, man. Do you know what I mean? Let me even look now and see how many views. Yeah, that song with gigs actually got. Then we can gauge and see maybe they should have invested more money in it. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a lesson to be learnt. Um, and, bruv, it just goes down to, like, just basic grassroots. Bro, it's, got, it's got 11 million views. What's that? <laughs> it's got 11 million views. Right. You, you get, like, 5 million views now, you're gonna, your song's going to get signed. Mm. I mean, just from a grassroots level, yeah, it's like you, you lot are artists at the end of the day. Just focus on making music. Just come out with some music. On the back of this, release something. Now's the time. Yeah. But we might not gravitate towards it because we think it's all, like, PR and stuff for to lead up to a single boy like people will listen to the first minute or 30 seconds <coughs> mm-hmm. show and prove that's what it's about mm. Michael Dapper came on Man's Not Hot with energy it made me want to listen to the whole thing True. I, I wanted to get to I still can't believe to this day that worked you know? I'm st- it worked it's amazing but I still can't believe that worked now nah, don't doesn't mean everyone else should start doing parody singles let's not, not gonna work. No, it let's not work. I knew it worked when I came into work and I saw my patients with the lyrics on screen. Two plus two, four. And I Man was just like, like, yeah, like, I was very shocked. I said, what? Mass, so this like, guy's blown. Like, this is what I know to lose. Funny did, enough. Did that help with their, like, how they were feeling like they were mentally and stuff, did it? They What's were high. They were in a very fantastic <laughs> mood. No, it's, it's a funny question. <laughs> no, they were. Did they, did they feel they better? They were enjoying day? themselves. Music does that, they were does enjoying that to people, man. Was, and um, really he clocked it. He actually clocked it. He's not the first person to do it. A lot of people have been out here just releasing parody stuff. As <laughs> you write like PJ and Duncan. Yeah, like there, there was there was a there was a stage where like Simon Cowell was releasing like all these Bob the Builders and mm. um, Jedward and them under Mr Blobby and them Don's there. They were going number one. Yeah, they were. there's a lot of like parody acts that do that, but this is this is probably like one of the first of our scene to take off like it did. He's, he's international. Yeah. 
He's he's gone on a breakfast. Do you know how many people? Do you know how many know. rappers are dying to go on a breakfast club? That is a huge even in the states. Yeah. Oh my god. He's mad. I love the breakfast. But let's move on now. Let's talk a little bit about you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we ain't got to listen to foes every day. That, that's my resolution this year. I'm trying to talk less. Do you reckon I can do less? I can tr- I'm trying to talk less. Nah, man, be you, bro. Yeah? Be you. Be you, oh, man. I'm going to try. You don't want to talk less, so don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. Deep in your heart, you don't want to do it. But there is a reason why you're on, so um, yeah. I'm sure you can say it better than I can. Let people know and we'll get into a bit more about why you're here and what you actually do and why it's important to have that conversation. Well, I guess, so at the moment I'm, I'm I'm an aspiring psychologist. So at the moment I'm an assistant psychologist and I work in a private healthcare facility. So it's a specialist service. Mm. And I felt like, I don't know, like especially getting this job, I'd go home or I'd speak to people and they'd be like, oh, so it's for eating disorders. They'd be like, oh, you, there's no black people there, is there? There's no black, and I just got tired of hearing <laughs> it. Because even though there's no black people there, it's not because black people don't get eating disorders. And I just yeah. thought, you know what, this is getting on my nerves. I need to do something about it. So like LinkedIn, I just started writing an article and that's kind of when where it began. And I was like, oh, I should do this like more often. Mm. So <clears throat> that's really what it was. And I just think in general, there's like two spheres that I'm really interested in. So I want us as black people to know where we stand with mental health, what it means to us, um, dispel myths about mental illness, you know, psychosis, weed, all of that. But on the flip side, I think that to give people hope if they are aspiring to be in the mental health profession as a minority they can do it i think they need more minorities in mental health services anyway because at the end of the day no one's going to understand you better than someone who has lived or shared part of your experience right so that's really all i've been trying to do and we've been focusing on this year is really just kind of raising awareness and being serious about i don't even mind what platform i'm on i do podcasts i'll do talks i'll do panels or anything i really like public speaking as well but i just really want to raise this awareness because i think it's an important topic right and there's such a huge amount of stigma surrounding mental health in not just the black community, but Asian communities, any ethnic minority community. Right. If you talk about mental health, it's like la 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 la, and people trying all, to avoid the conversation. Yeah, kind of people avoid the conversation, and they it's kind of like mental health and mental illness are synonymous, and they're not. Yeah, we use them interchangeably. Right, like if it everybody has mental health, mm-hmm. and it's our responsibility to take care of our mental health, but right. not everyone is going to suffer from a mental illness. Right. So what happens is that if you if I open a conversation with you and I say, oh, oh, I'm talking about mental health. You're blocking your ears because you're perceiving that I'm talking about you being unwell mm-hmm. when actually I'm talking about another aspect of your health yeah. just as I would your physical health. Do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like I want to make that separation because I think we don't talk about it enough. We don't think about it enough. We don't take it seriously enough. Do you know what I mean? Can I ask you a question? Is, um, I, was, I was reading something recently um, and I was thinking it was talking about in regards to like chemical imbalances. Mm-hmm. Is it, um, am I accurate in saying that Mental having a mental health issue or mental illness can be brought on due to a chemical <coughs> imbalance. Or is that does that feed into narrative of like medication to take these pills because you're you're chemically imbalanced and now you're going to be fine? Nah, <laughs> very good, interesting question. So the thing about it is that it's difficult because you never know which one comes first. You don't know if it's the mental illness that came first or if it's the chemical imbalance that came first because they they're synonymous. They all they interact with one another. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're stressed about something and you're depressed, 
you could then develop depression. But as a result of you being in a stressed and depressed state for such a long time, that could lead to a chemical imbalance. Do you know what I mean? Right. And it depends on how long you're in that state, how long that chemical imbalance might last for, how severe it is. There's also genetics. You don't know what runs in your family. Just like, you know, a lot of black people have the sickle cell trait. You don't know if you're more vulnerable to stress or you're more susceptible to chem- chemical imbalance, that kind of thing. And medication isn't a fix all, you know, there's other aspects. It's not, you can't just give people medication and it it cures everything. It doesn't work mm. like that. Medication doesn't work for a lot of people, to be honest with you, unfortunately. I don't know, medication makes me worse, but I don't, yeah. I don't take medication personally speaking. I don't really mm. like to because I think your brain becomes dependent on that. And it's like, your brain is, is meant to function at optimum level. Yeah. And if you keep, it's like, even if you take paracetamol, do you know what I mean? Every chalk. day. There's nothing in there, it's chalk. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I... Uh, with medication, like I, sometimes I, I feel like it's just there to um, maintain what you have or keep it like um, on a level, sort of like playing field, rather than actually get you better. It's not keeping you it's steady. Not, it's just keeping you this steady. This is the thing. It's not a cure, but the thing is, for a lot of people, without it, they wouldn't be able to cope. Right. So, like <laughs> this idea of a cure, to it's kind of like. I'm careful about using the word cure. I'd rather say like, you learn to manage. Do you know what I mean? You have an issue, you're an anxious person, you get anxious about everything, or you had depression, right? Mm -hmm. Say you had a bereavement in your family and you developed depression as a result of that. For you to be upset or be grieving, that's a normal reaction to Mm. bereavement. But when it becomes- But how do you handle it? Handle it, and when it becomes a problem where you can't even function in your day-to-day life, that's the difference. Now people get medication, not necessarily to cure them, but to help them function with their day-to-day life so that they can do normal things. They can. Sure. St- it doesn't mean that they're not depressed necessarily anymore. It just means that now they can hold down a job. Now they can actually have a shower. Now they can actually sleep. A shower, you know I mean? shower, you know? Yeah, so, depression so isn't just well. like... It's crazy. Depression is like self-neglect. So all those people I'm dissing like on a central line, Jubilee line in the morning. Look at all scruffy and that. It's <laughs> for a reason. It could be. For it a could be. Also, you know, I heard, I heard certain people don't wash in the morning, you know, like, but I don't know huh? that, you know, like certain That's definitely races, mental illness. But I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> don't stop being racist on this podcast. You ain't trying to get us kicked off. I'm Mad. not, I'm not racist. <laughs> Do that in your own time. I'm you see how you said, um, though, going back to what you were saying about um, there's some sort of stigma yeah. um, with mental health um, surrounding like, you know, all the ethnic um all the ethnic groups yeah i do you feel like um nowadays <coughs> people like us our age mates are starting to see or we're, we're becoming a little bit more knowledgeable than like let's say our parents and the older generation because there wasn't that much um studies on it or there there weren't that many discussions yeah because i feel like when i'm speaking amongst people our age they have a better understanding or they're starting to grasp the whole um, element or subject of mental illness and mental health rather than like, if I was to have a discussion with my mum, she'll probably yeah, say something me. wild. Yeah. And it's like... <coughs> go and pray. Yeah, yeah. something like, go. they'll always like revert to prayer. Whereas like, if you actually like study or look into it, um, you may find something else, new information that will kind of release the stigma a little bit. I think we're becoming more informed, but I also think that we don't have balance. Like, I think that, for example, like I like the example with someone being bereaved, right? 
you're you're depressed you're you're depressed yes but you're not you don't have depression right do you understand what i'm trying to say there's there's a difference because obviously when someone dies you go and a people lot of self-diagnosis breathe, out there pardon mm-hmm. yes there's a lot of self-diagnosis mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of balance yeah. in in the works it's like we sometimes we medicalize a lot of normal behaviors like if i'm a little bit anxious in a social situation that's just raw normal. emotion do you know what i mean it's a little bit it's it's normal the point at which it becomes anxiety is a different matter but i think now we like to self-diagnose ourselves quite a lot mm. i don't think it's a bad thing because we we're talking about it but it's just we have to be careful but it makes you worry like it just it just creates it does make a, you worry. a string of problems people become like hypochondriacs like oh my god i've got this problem i've got listen to be honest with you yeah if i bought like the medical like okay the, the, it's called the dsm no dm no ds you're the expert don't look at me wow no it's, it is the dsm <laughs> yeah. right right it's a right. dsm so don't mind me so that's like the diagnostic manual manual that people use to like diagnose someone with like mental illness if we were to look through it i can tell you that all of us would find something there that we would think that we would have yeah or at one point in our life mm. it's 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 pretty normal it's just like the cutoff point is is where it gets a little bit tricky you know yeah. if you're depressed and something's happened to you something's bad happened to you and you're depressed for three four weeks i would say okay maybe you need to see someone three months and you're still the same six months and you're still the same then yeah maybe maybe you do have clinical depression if after a month you start to feel a little bit better maybe you did have depression for a short amount of time do you know what i mean it's mm, not like yeah. lifelong thing but sometimes we're too we're very quick to throw labels on things and that can actually stigmatize people more right. you know like someone died in my family and i'm 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 genuinely grieving i'm not eating i'm not sleeping and that's how i'm coping for the moment right. and you throw this the label of depression on me yeah. mm. you make me feel like something's wrong with me when really and truly you're just going through grief like this you're is, going these are grief normal and, emotions and like people just want point. you to be a closed book that's my point there's nothing wrong with displaying emotion like no, I've always been that kind of person that like whatever <laughs> I'm feeling at the time like you just have to go through it I'm not gonna shy it out because I'm worried about what people might say or what this person may label because like. at the end of the day that's me to being depressed yeah. that's what I'm saying because yeah. like you're keeping it boxed in and it's just gonna um, create a lot of internal problems yeah, that does. you don't necessarily f- know what that could bring no. it's long like <laughs> me what do you say to someone that says Ah, it's all in your head. Don't worry about it. I take a deep breath. And I say... (sighs) If they said to me that it's all in your head, don't worry about it. I don't know, to be honest with you. I I probably would... If, if, for example, if, like, Paul said that to you, Mm -hmm. then I would say, well, actually, no. And I'd probably give him, like, some psychoeducation about it. But if someone said it to me, I'd probably not say anything. Right. To be honest with you. I mean, even even as a quote-unquote professional... Mm. I wouldn't really know how to respond to someone because it's like, sometimes you don't want to go around with a book having to educate people about every single little thing, but then you want some, yeah. you want to help people. Right. So it's like, how do, how do you give the- can't be the mental the... health minister. Yeah, <laughs> not all the, the time. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, like being quote unquote woke. You don't want to be woke all the time. I don't always want to explain to you yeah, why you can't touch my hair. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, life, life is all about balance. It's about balance, <laughs> you know? Like you don't always want to, but I think I would say to the person like, they should write down how they're feeling and they should evaluate themselves and monitor how often they're feeling like this. What does it stop them from doing? That's Mm. like the biggest question. Like, are there things that you used to do that you don't do anymore because of this? And how long has this been going on for? And to speak to a professional, to be honest with you. That's some good advice. Because like, specifically speaking, um, in terms of like Mandem, Mm. 
we may not be as open with our emotions with one of each other, with one another. Sorry, you deal with a lot more men in in your workplace than no. is it a lot, a lot more men that are going crazy? Or is it women that are there because the man are making I, them crazy? I work in a specialist service, so again, I work with with um, adolescents who have eating disorders. So most of the people that I work with are are girls, are yeah. young girls, but it's not because of this is the thing like this and this is why i kind of like made the blog and everything because there's there's so many factors that you need to take into consideration for a man anyway to say that he's suffering from an eating disorder is another that that in itself is such a huge stigma what are you sort of demands that i'm suffering from bulimia and stuff like that yeah men suffer from 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 anorexia as well Mm. but like you have to take into consideration all the social groups they belong to Mm. so as a man already because of masculinity you don't want to say it because that's a woman's problem. Then you have the stigma of mental health anyway. Mm. Then you've got to take into consideration race. You can't exclude it. As a black man, with the, so much hyper-masculinity, it's going to be even harder for you to even say that you're struggling with issues with your body. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's so many different layers that you have to Going to the man them saying, oh fam, like I'm struggling, you know. The man them are like, fix up fam, yeah, what do you need? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you, that's crazy, man. That's actually so crazy. Just rubbing you out. Isn't <laughs> that? My man, a triple M burger and a Mirinda. <laughs> oh my god! Like, there's so many different layers to it, and you have to, you have to, you can't ignore the fact. You can't separate the man from him being black, or the woman from her being black. They're or all Asian contributing or factors. Basically. They're all contri- contributing factors because there's things that the black community will tell men that would make it harder for them to say compared to what the what you know someone who is Asian experiences in their family and what they will say to them do you know what i mean there might be there might there may be similarities but there might be specific things within each culture mm. that would be a specific hindrance so if i'm going to someone who's an asian man and i'm saying i understand about hypermasculinity, well maybe they don't have that problem in the asian community so mm. that maybe that's not what's stopping him from speaking about out about his mental health but i don't know what it is because mm. i don't have awareness about his culture or lot, i yeah. didn't think a lot it was of it important. is awareness and education i saw a clip that was circulating online where there was this minister that had um, some sort of um, place for people that were suffering from mental health. Mm -hmm. But in certain parts in Africa, they might think like, right, this person's possessed by this devil. So like the way they would have been treated, they'll be like chained to a tree outside, Mm -hmm. no matter the weather, just there. And they're just losing the plot because like, they don't know. Yeah, if you weren't crazy before, they're definitely going to be crazy after. Yeah, absolutely. That's some sort of like... I can't even call it like solitary confinement because it's, you're amongst other people, but you're all chained like yeah. to animals, yeah. like like animals. I think that's that's one of my long term goals. It's kind of like to I'm not I'm planning to move back to Nigeria at some I'm Nigerian at some point and in Africa in general to just revolutionise how we deal with mental health over there mm-hmm. because I think that it's very very backwards. But I think it needs to be the problem is what some cultures and societies have done is wrong in terms of like western cultures sometimes is that bless them they have the best of intentions to educate but the problem is it, it kind of comes across to someone who's like a proud african it's like ah, this white man is coming here to tell me what's that 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 mental health is you know mm. and it's like and it doesn't mean that the white man is wrong he's right he's trying mm. to educate you but because they're not taking into considerations the things that they deem to be important so religion and possession and all of those things you have Religion to religion and culture it. play a massive part in those things they mm. play a massive part so when you don't you, I can't come as someone let's say I was like I don't know studied in this country all of my life and I go to Nigeria and I say yeah by the way you need to start taking this medication and you need to do talking therapies they're going to look at me like what the hell mm. but if I go to them and I say we've set up this within your church 
they're more likely to be more more. Yeah, you gotta find the right avenue. But the mad thing with anyway is, but we fucking suffer from like a lot of fake medicine as well. So yeah, that's exactly. a whole other thing. I'm always worried. I understand what Mr. Vans is saying. In yeah. I've seen the same videos talking about to like overly demonize and get on their back because a lot of that is a learnt behavior. There yeah, things absolutely. that were left there that aren't necessarily their fault. Mm. It's part of conditioning also. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a... on us as a younger generation have yeah. a bit more information. It's always it's easy to, to like put your eyes down at people, but you are more aware. No, mm. that's, so that's when exactly you're more aware, it's just to educate each other, your people you around to... you, pass that information yeah. on, and then slowly, you're not going to fix everything. No. Slowly find a way of, you know. You just have to I'm, I'm on both sides. And I've got um, a certain family members who are deeply religious. Yeah. And I've also got an uncle who was a chief and was into certain things so I know there's another element of being tapped into the earth and witchcraft and certain things and yeah. right. people can get possessed yeah, I yeah. do believe that so yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah most definitely I'm not, I'm not even absolutely, ruling absolutely. that I'm out not, like, I'm not ruling that out either you can't even rule those things out it's just like it's not everything mm. that's balanced no it's just well, not, one size it's, doesn't fit all that's it's, what it it's really balanced is, plus simple. like as a, if I'm going to an African and I, I, I can see that they're suffering from mental mm. illness, I, but I know that they're not going to listen to my talks of psychosis and all those mm. big words. I'm going to come to them. I'm going to bring scripture. What to a Nigerian? They love using big words. No, no, no. But um, let's say, <laughs> but let's say it's someone in rural Nigeria. Necessarily for no they reason. They do. They do. <laughs> but let's say someone who How wasn't deep. necessarily. Just because they're a bit more, as I say, learned. They're a bit more learned. I'm so finished. You know. No, let's mm. say it was someone who was in a more rural area and yeah. all they knew was 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 this is a demon and it's god i would bring what would like what what tools would i use to mm. actually help them if mm. i want to help them mm. you can't go in there and say yeah this is psychosis and you throw medication at them it's not going to work if i really want to help someone i have to use the tools that they already have available the tools that they already believe in right. which is religion so mm. i will crack open that bible mm. i'll crack open that quran and say and i will dissect it and mm. deliver the information to them in a way that they can understand at least so that they can begin That's to a good take, yeah, to take care of their mental health. Mm. But if you just go in there all guns blazing with all these big textbooks and all that, it doesn't make sense. You're not going to really reach the people that you want to reach. Mm. Talk to us a little bit though about your, cause you mentioned your blog earlier. Yes. You mentioned where it is, where you can find it. So let people know that and then go into a little bit more about your blog. And <coughs> um, so I've got, my website is chrissyspeaks.com and um, it's just a blog. I just, I tackle different, topics so one of the topics that i tackled was kind of this myth about black men or black people in general um being institutionalized like the high rates of mental health in in the black community um and you know the whole thing about smoking weed and schizophrenia and this this whole thing and i kind of like dissected the idea of like is it because of institutional racism that there's more black people you know in mental health facilities or is it because of other reasons and what, I, were they, what were the other reasons? Well, one of them that I didn't really delve into in that particular article, but something that I'm going to touch on here is um, lack of identification at primary care level. So for like a white person, they know the system. They know if something's wrong, they're more likely to go and hound their GP about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. In general, whether you're white, black, Asian, whatever, in general, people do not go to their GP about their mental health as much as their physical health. Right. But... Black people or ethnic minorities, are, it's not because it's not necessarily our fault. Maybe we just don't know. Right. But we don't go and seek the help from the GPs. And then what happens is the problem escalates. So as much as there is a place for institutional racism, and I'm not even really going to get into that today. It's on my blog. You can read it. Um, as much as there is a place for that, but that we also have to consider the fact that like we don't go to the GP when we're feeling a little bit funny. Mm. 
Like something's not right. I'm not sleeping. So if I'm not going there for my shoulder or my knee, yeah, why I'm am I not going, going there for my I'm brain? I'm not going I? there. Whereas other my other you know other racial groups or whatever, they will they hound. They will say no. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like they they go to their GP. The GP says, oh no, something's wrong with you. And for they still have to face. They still have to break down the door as well to get heard when yeah. it comes to their mental health. They just are more persistent. You know, they will say, no, something's wrong. You need to do something now. Whereas, Especially nowadays, like in the GPs, it's like a traffic jam. Exactly. Bro, it's like carnival. It's, it's like carnival. Like, you know, like a couple floats in that. I think I just, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want people to think that like, it's solely because you're black that you're not getting the mental health, health help that you need. Mm. It's wide it's wide it's spread across so there's, a, there's a problem across the board yes. but we have some specific issues that we face yeah the specific issue is maybe we just don't know it's mm. maybe ignorance you mm. know uh, whereas I'm getting from what you're saying and what we've been saying for like for yeah. the last little like last 20 minutes or so is the key word for me is probably education yeah, yeah. That, and that's that's the whole reason I'm kind of like you know doing the blog you have for example like if, if I have something was wrong with me and I wasn't sleeping I doubt my mum would take me to the GP. She might ask me a lot of questions, like, what's wrong? And she would try to... No, she'll pour anointing onto her roots. It's better. (laughs) She would do all of that. She'll call the pastor to my house. "Eh, Something is wrong with her. Ah, She's not been sleeping. That's what my my mum would do, you Mm. know? That's how they, my parents would deal with it. Whereas someone, someone attitude. else mm. might say, no, something's wrong with you. We're going to mm. the GP now. They'll march you down to that GP. Right. And if the GP is not listening, they're going to go there three, four, five, six times. They're going to call the receptionist 10 times until they're seen. Yeah, and that's the difference. Referrals. And it's just mm. because they know how to work the system. Mm. It's not because of any other reason. Right. Whereas we we just don't know. Because I think the angle we should, we should approach from is, at the end of the day, you pay for that service already and you're not yeah. using it, so you might as well go and get your money's worth. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. That, I, mean, I think if you look, look at it that way, because you know if us, money's always a factor. Yeah. So definitely. If you approach from the financial as- aspect that, listen, bro, you pay tax mm. for the people, well, for working well, people, uh, yeah. you pay tax, go there and make them earn their money. What I wanted to ask, because you mentioned earlier that um, it's the eating disorders. Yes. How does that time with the mental health and work you're doing currently day to day so eating, dis- so eating disorders are very interesting. I think. Well, what's your perception of eating disorders? When I th- when when I say eating disorders, what do you guys think? I'm I'm being honest. If I give you ignorant folks, I'm like these no, 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 absolutely skinny. No, no. <laughs> let's let's get into it. Like, I these bitches are trying to get skinny, but when I see the photos of like the and when it, I can see they're gaunt, their bones, they're so weak that even when they go through <coughs> the process of putting on weight, it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. You think mm-hmm. just go and give them a meal? Like that sandwich might kill them. They need mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a slow process. Yeah, everything is a ignorant slow process. though. Initially, I'm like. Why the fuck would you want to be super skinny? Because you look and you see, we have like, there's that whole culture of body shaming, really big people. And then yeah. you have people trying to be like size zero, which mm-hmm. comes from a certain place with mm-hmm. magazines and modeling, like, and idolizing like certain body structures. So, mm-hmm. but I'm still not well Which versed, is trash. So I'd rather you speak. No, me, no, no, no. Yeah, so no, me, I like to hear people's My My uh, perception of um, eating disorders is that looking at a plate mm-hmm. and seeing something that may harm you. Mm-hmm. like looking good, at good a, a dish of food mm-hmm. basically like it being glass or something you're about mm-hmm. to chew glass mm-hmm. and it's going to harm you like you're scared of it you can't do it you physically can't <coughs> um, because I think like these kind of things sometimes like if I, if I don't read up on it I'll see it somewhere like mm-hmm. a movie or I don't know, like a soap or mm-hmm. anything like that and a lot of these things like you know sometimes they touch on these kind of issues yeah and you just want to, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but they just throw up all the time. I'd like, But I, I'm not that <laughs> You're just there eating meals and putting their fingers down in front yeah, of you. Like, is I, that I, a little bit of it? I don't understand. I don't, Do I know, don't. No, it's, 
listen, it's it's difficult to understand. Mm. Let's be real. Like, because me, you... like, bro, <laughs> no, so I'm always hungry. Give me, give me food I'm now, right now. I'm Let hungry right now. Yeah, it's difficult. Like, it's difficult to understand. Mm. It's for anyone, it's very difficult to understand. Why would anybody des- deny themselves something that their your body craves? Do to you know be honest, I mean? when I was younger, I wasn't like the biggest foodie in the world. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, food. Mm. You know, my mum had to like really. Push sit me down. I was, I was, I was the kid that like <coughs> you're, you're not going anywhere until you finish mm-hmm. eating. Um, uh, this is the thing, like skinny as hell. Most people have just most people have some sort of weird things they do with food. Do you know what I mean? For example, <laughs> let me let, let me let me let me land. Let me Whipped land. Cream, chocolate <laughs> sauce. I'm so <laughs> feeling. I actually was not thinking about that. Strawberries at all. <laughs> Y'all nasty. No, what I was thinking about is like if you. Like, in a perfect world, we're all supposed to have three meals and three snacks a day. You what? Three. Three, three meals and three snacks a day. What's That's a how snack? it's supposed to be. Or like, like a fruit snack and is stuff. like fruit or like like a popcorn here or a packet of crisps there or chocolate bar there. It, I, that's what but who sticks to that? Nobody does. Do you know what I mean? So mm. you can't look at people who do who have weird eating habits as oh my god they've got an eating disorder. It's not the same. Mm. The key I've dated thing, a girl once who went they could go a whole day without eating. What? Yeah. Wow. You can't be with me, you know. Real you need to be able to eat. I gotta feed this body, but anyway. <coughs> um, <laughs> Have you got someone that might be listening to this? So, so, I gotta feed this body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said it. No. Got to motive, let's do I gotta this. feed no, this body. No, I just Who I gotta eat. That needs to hear this. Mm. No, I just gotta eat. And actually, I'm more hungry at work because I don't. Anyway, we'll get into. I'll speak about that. Anyway. I'm constantly snacking at work. Can't lie to you. Yeah, but um, with eating disorders, this the motivation is different. It's like no control it's a compulsion if i eat this thing i'm gonna die this is poison to me i need to exercise i need to be thin i need to lose weight my life depends on it it's not like they're they're not really in control that's why it's a mental illness and you know what people don't realize that anorexia has the highest mortality rate of all mental illnesses Really? Yeah. So you have people who have bipolar and they're manic one minute and they're angry they don't they the top of that of people who die from illness, mental illnesses is anorexia. Wow. Because they, they they literally, they did like a study like ages ago. Can't even remember what the name of the, the guy who did the study was. But basically they put anorexic patients in front of a mirror and asked them to draw what they saw. No, no, they had, sorry, they had life cut out. But they had life-size boards of like different shapes and sizes. And they, they asked the anorexic patients to, pay, to point to which one that they felt was them. And, and even though popular even though they were underweight, bones, what they saw in the mirror was huge. So it's not like, oh, it's not a cute little thing of, mm. oh, I just want to be skinny. They look in the mirror and they see fat. That's what they see. So you telling them, I'm not fat, I'm not fat. They're not well, like a shallow how. Shallow how, yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> or the shallow how. That's what, they, what they're seeing is. That's actually crazy, you know? Yes. So even someone's like standing in front of like a size four, size two. Because when I look in the like mirror, yeah. Because when yes. I look in the mirror, yeah, I see the best version of myself in exactly. it. Come on. That talk, might not talk. be a reflection. That, that might not be like this actual year, the God reflection the of what I can see, but. So. Six, four, floor shirt. Six, pench. It's been a good year, body wise, you know? I had to step into the gym. We thank God, and I, I see, I see myself so how as you, a realistic. How you active then? What? Out of interest. I you, don't. No, you don't. No, like no, I'm lazy. Just gonna be honest. Yeah, you're the only one. The other girls that the other girls hate that bitch. Got mm. a nice body and that don't do nothing. 
That's crazy. The Lord bro. is good. What can I say? But yeah, no. <coughs> for them, that's what they see in it. They see like this huge person. Mm. Some of them they master the art of like throwing up. They don't even have to stick their t- tongue down their wow. neck. People, th- people vomit forty times a day. There's nothing there. Bruv, what are you yes. vomiting? Like your guts. Yeah, because they're different Man's types. Man's and that is down yeah. the toilet. They, they, eat, they, yeah, but but the thing is, it has serious health complications. You you completely destroy your teeth, mm. your fingers. So you say they've got the highest mortality rate. So what in the end, at the final point when they knock on death door, what is actually killing them? Just that their body shut down. Their body. Okay, so for women, because mm. most of my patients are, are um, girls. So like for, anyway, if for anyone, for any woman, must destroy their women. You, your period will go first. Yeah. Sorry to get graphic because that's the fattest place on a woman's body. Right. So your body starts to eat itself, literally. Wow. Your functions don't work anymore. Mm. Like I'm talking, sometimes I feel like people have to see it to, to get it. Right, you right. Look, when you look at someone and they're literally killing themselves, their body is shutting down one by one. Mm. Their hair is falling out. Their nails are falling off. Their The hair on their body is, is like, it's not proper their bowels aren't moving properly their kidneys aren't working properly Mm. they're not going to the toilet they don't have as you know the ages when you're supposed to have a a healthy reproductive system is supposed to be the best when you're in your teens and their one isn't active at all so so, so who you deal with like in terms of like age group it's is adolescence. It adolescence. Oh, Ad- wow. Some adults, but most of they're at the most more impressionable <coughs> age where, mm. like, they're still magazines. All, all those things. You look into like, those things. Well, things are changing factor. now, they pay, right? They play a Instagram fact- must still be, like, all the social media. They play and, like, a factor, but not as much as people think. A lot Women of nowadays want to be thick, whereas, like, I, not, I guess see, 20 years ago... But that's where culture comes in. No, because right? for, yeah, for us, all we for, care about the big bunda. There we go. That's what I'm saying. But, like, in terms of, like, a different demographic, it used to be, like, you know, the... Um, Claudia Schiffer's walking down like look size is, zero. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not as much models and Instagram as we think. It is. It does play a part, mm-hmm. but not. As, usually, what happens is like. And we've got these like weird coping, like, online chat communities where they've got these. Yeah, but that, that happens afterwards. It's like. Yeah, it could. Yeah, listen, that. when you your your life is in tatters, your parents are arguing. There's. I don't know, there's abuse going on in your household, like, you name it, whatever the case may be, you're getting bullied at school, mm. you can't control anything, but what right. you can control is your ability to eat. Right. And before you know it, it spirals into an eating disorder. That's it's, crazy, it's man. Not, it's not the eating itself. It's, the eating is usually a coping mechanism for a more stressful environment going on, right. which is why for a lot of our, the patients that I deal with, family therapy is a huge part of their recovery because that they're going to go back home at some point and something in their home is triggered it might not be the parents mm. it might, might be that they were bullied at school you know you hear horrific things that kids go through yeah. and you don't think when someone's getting bullied they're going to develop an eating disorder but these things happen people cope with things in, in yeah, different yeah. ways it's crazy and, and it's it, like with what you said like you know with the the impacts of um an eating disorder yeah it makes sense because like the body's there for you to <coughs> nurture it to take care of it yeah. like you know and if, if, if you're not feeding your body it's gonna start eating itself it's just think of it like as a constant voice telling you you can't eat you're too fat you're so ugly why are you doing that and there's also a lot of self-harm involved as well because they hate themselves like you know and they that's have, when i understand when the africans them. are start like demon yeah <laughs> someone in you your know, head just there's like the mm. devil is testing you and in the place that i work we we deal with like kind of the the most um challenging i guess you could say cases yeah. in 
in um, the Can UK. you talk about the most severe case you've come across? You're about like exposure. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you've got I can't really. ethics and things. I'm sure you have to. I can't really, but let's just say, you know, I can't really, to be honest. Right, but yeah. I've come, no, you know, it's we'll very like, very, so you would never think of it, but it just, the thing is with mental illness in general, you ne- you rarely ever get anorexia in just anorexia. A lot of people have anorexia and OCD or anorexia wow. and they feed into wow. one another. Do you know what I mean? That's that's crazy. And man. um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really, really mad to be honest with and you. And to me, from like a physical standpoint, <laughs> looking at someone that may have um, anorexia, I could just be like, oh, look at that nitty over there. When yeah, you don't know. <laughs> they're not partaking in any drugs yeah. at all. They're just... The cogn- if they smoke one spliff... <laughs> listen, they would never... Over. They, listen, some Butch. people... You lot don't get... Some people some, some people won't touch cream because they're scared that they'll absorb the calories in cream. Wow. wow. Yes, like... Or, like, the most classic one with anorexia patients. Have you guys... Did you guys see that um, documentary on BBC talking to anorexia? It was Louis Theroux. I watched a lot of Louis Theroux. I'm going to look back. I may have it was so good. It was... I, I was, like, watching my Louis life. got dry. He was there. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so good. G. But he was really good in that. He handled the patients well because you yeah. have to be really careful of what you say. One of the ladies, she had anorexia for 40 years. And what she... She survived 40, 40 years of anorexia. anorexia. She yeah. has... She has a cracker this big. You guys can't see me, but what, like pe- the size, let's what the size of a a pea. Like a pea. no, let's say like a, a marble, a, a, a marble, uh, or golf, yeah, golf ball. That's say. what she has golf for lunch. Ball. Okay. And to work off that crack marble sized cracker, she walks for an hour. And the first thing she said to him was, "Do I look anorexic? You cannot. You don't answer that question." Luckily, he he caught on and he didn't, because if she would, if he would have said no. She would have gone to exercise for yeah. the last, you know. It's like, and if he said yes, would it have made her worse? Or? It would have made her happy, but you also don't want to feed. You want feed, feeding into the illness. Right. So, like, how they do don't even want to sit down. No, but how do you answer that? You don't say anything. You, you have to be. You don't no, say. You anything. have to deflect. No, no, what you do is you go. Hmm. He, Interesting. He, he said to her, "I don't know how to answer that question," and she's like, "Oh, you're smart." They get it. Okay. But like, you know, they don't even want to sit down. It's like micro so things that we know, don't think about. They must know. If no? I had a patient sitting here, this is what they, they'd be shaking their leg the whole time. This is micro exercising just to get, they have to get rid of some calories or they do the, they stand up all day. So you isn't have to pump them nervous, to sit down. Is, isn't that like nerve wracking? Calming their nerves? No, no, like no. She said the shaking is exercise. It's exercise. Wow. It's, it's the intent behind it. It's not, this is, mm. if I'm doing this, it's absent minded. They are doing it with the intent to burn calories. I'm going to wiggle my thigh in that and hopefully. I'm wiggling. Or they'll sit in a certain way. They'll sit in a certain way so that their thigh muscle is like contract or their stomach muscles mm. contracted or they'll stand all day. When you tell them to sit down, they get frushed like proper angry at you then when you leave the room they stand up again and they'll stand up for the whole day how do you from a mental st- um, standpoint yourself cope in that type of environment because I don't That's I couldn't imagine myself working <coughs> I don't what your hours like oh nine to five I nine, to nine to five, five. So, okay like four hour a week but in that type of environment how do you make sure that you don't um, um, lose your head as well I have to okay so yeah, I have to I have supervision with yeah. my awesome supervisor but besides that also you have to I spend time reflecting because there was a time where I realised I was starting to look at calories and like no do you know what it you pick up things from them and it's not uncommon for somebody 
to develop anorexia working with these kids even if you don't work with them directly because you read like their referrals all the things that they do and you get it, it, it before you know it, it consumes you because you, if you don't have that self-awareness you will find yourself in in trouble or i'll be like oh my god i just had that should i really be having a like i'd be debating with myself whether or not i should be having a kit kat after i've eaten indomie yeah i want a kit kat what's the problem <laughs> do you know what i mean like, you yourself is like what is wrong with you yeah and like you you actually are you there's this thing called transference i mean some people believe in it some people but i do like where you pick up on what they have so you it's like you carry their hunger for them mm. like when i'm in session with my patients my stuff i kid you not i could have had the biggest meal when i get into that room my stomach is grumbling so loud and wow. it never ever happens any other time that, that, that never uh, ever any other time that seems exhausting it is but i because i enjoy it and i work I like working with the adolescents that's one plus i'm a christian that's that's my release right mm. and i have my family and i i just kind of l- cultivated the art of cutting off when i get home i'm not talking about work i don't look at my emails i i mean unless i really have to talk about work but besides that i i refuse i do other things and because i'm kind of like even this is like a is a healthy outlet for me because i get home i don't have time to think about you know what i should be eating or what i shouldn't be eating i'm trying to do things i'm trying to like do a ted talk i'm trying to do you know what i mean it I keeps my energies focused on the only time things. i'm looking at like um the ingredients is like you know if you're drinking like a juice <laughs> yeah oh, this is nice you know what, what, yeah what exactly putting this I'm looking at the ingredients. But it's the only time, like, but completely other different. than that, I knew something was wrong when person. I looked at the Indomie packet and I was like, how many calories is this? I you said, love it, Indomie, Indomie innit? No, you know what? I have to have it in my, it's on my desk. You have boxes in the crib, like, you know that? Like, I have a box in the crib and I, in my, I, I'm in my in my office, I have a desk full of Indomie. Well, that's wow. so good. It's gonna finish. Look, be careful, you know. <laughs> Too much salt. I know you add. You, I know you add your own seasoning. You don't use the seasoning from the packet. No, do you? I do. I, do. I do. Come on, no. I, do. I just use the seasoning. It's fine. Oh, that's why I mean, they're sprinkling Maggie and that <laughs> in there. No. You do that. What do salt, man? Come Indomie on, look at Maggie and that. You know, I'm not serious. That's too much. <laughs> I don't what? eat Indomie all the time, so I can take the risk. I do. Yeah, in, in the I do. Like, I have because I get hungry, so I need something to. So the goal is eventually to do the TED talk. Yeah, you've got. You said it was Chrissy Speaks. Yeah. dot com. Mm -hmm. How do you spell that, Chrissy? C H R I S S Y Speaks dot com. Dot com. Yeah. Wonderful. I feel like I'm getting getting a little bit more of an insight. I know with this conversation, there's loads of places it can go. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you something though. It's it's probably good timing. Um. And it is a conversation I always wanted to have with someone in your field. Yeah. And if you do, if you've got anything knowledgeable, if you're not, it's not a problem. Um, Go for so it. recently, Daily Mail wrote an article. Yeah. I feel like they got an agenda with Stormzy. So uh-huh. they were basically getting at or trying to insinuate that people like Stormzy and I think it's was it Skepta and Kano, right? Who, according to them, speak about cannabis usage in their music, are encouraging through that, encouraging the masses to use that, and there is going to be this craze of skunk weed. Now, of course, Stormzy does. I don't mm-hmm. know if Skeptic still smokes. I don't think I've ever seen Kano smoke. I'm not sure. Don't think I've um, ever seen Kano smoke. Now, you're a bit, a little bit late. We're on Ami now. <laughs> Loud. <laughs> Flavours. Yeah, it's yeah. not skunk so anymore. Finished. That was a long time ago. <laughs> when it was skunk, though, from what I, my <coughs> understanding, and that time period and people, older generation I've spoken to, a lot of people were getting crazy. Mm. Now, is there a relationship or a correlation between the cannabis that people smoke and schizophrenia. schizophrenia and their mental health. Yes, there is a link, but it's so difficult. Like there is a link, but it, it, there, there is an association, but you couldn't really say that one causes the other. 
not really like there are plenty of people who smoke cannabis that do not end up with schizophrenia some some smoke cannabis and they do end up with like some sort of psychosis right the the reality of the situation is when you're smoking anything that's why i even said even paracetamol like you're using something that is altering your brain what happens is that when you're smoking weed you're using all of these drugs the problem is your brain becomes dependent on it and it becomes like your brain doesn't function optimum optimally unless it has that unless it has that drug and when you don't when you don't have that drug you get withdrawal symptoms now Mm. okay yeah you don't you don't get addicted to weed and all of those things that's fair enough but the reality is you really can become addicted to anything anything that your brain relies on for you to feel good for you to feel normal is a problem and that does affect your mental health because when you don't have it you don't know how to cope it's also it, it besides like the actual chemicals in the in the drugs there's also the fact that some people use it for a coping mechanism mm, and that is right. where the problem lies because mm-hmm. especially when you're young and in this generation that we're in and all of these things or you're like mid-20s all of these things early 20s learning how to deal with stress and cope with stress effectively is very important and when you use other things to to help you cope what happens when you get to an age where you've decided you don't want to smoke weed anymore but you're dealing with the stress in your life Mm. you don't know how to handle it that will affect your mental health not necessarily because you were smoking the weed it could have played a part in it or you would just go back to it just pardon or you just go back to it but it's it's not having those strategies that you Mm. need to deal with stress effectively without the aid of another substance do you know what i mean because they say um what is it um too much of something isn't always good no anything that you rely on to make you feel good in my perspective it's it's like it can be it really can be anything that can become disruptive you know what i mean like if you don't have for example snapchat to make you feel good let's say you're someone who gets a lot of praise bang on a little filter in that do you know what i'm saying like (laughs) how do you feel without it (laughs) how do you feel without it how do you cope with 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 stress without these things if you you don't have how do you post a selfie without the flower um, you know I, i do it I did a flower. To hey. be fair, your WhatsApp photos with the flower. <laughs> yeah. Putting you on the spot, just saying. Listen, say again. Your WhatsApp, WhatsApp photos picture. with the flower. You got the. Got the yeah, but I put pictures where I don't have the flower as well. I alternate flex. between the two. Now, listen, I let the girls enjoy, man. Do I your dog. Do your thing, man. Do it's there. Even, it's there. even the man that we're gonna diss, listen, do what you want, really. Yeah, it's there for for a purpose. It's there for a purpose, but then it's it's like it, everything is balanced. Like yeah. if I could, if it got to the point where I couldn't take a picture without that flower. Is there a little bit I of a I think if there there's are, I think there are there a few plenty, people out there yeah, that, but people to that might point. have to send to you for a little diagnosis <laughs> or something. So you might have to I'm start doing done, some, <coughs> some new elements. My, I haven't done my doctorate yet. Don't be yeah. in trouble, fam. But speaking of... Like, you want to do the doctorate. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Doctorate. Who's funding that? You're going to... Yeah. Do they still... Yeah, they fund it. Like Obviously, it's like super competitive. Um, but they fund it and they get pay you a salary as well. You do yeah. that for three years and then you're a psychologist. Listen, man, by God's grace, you'll get there. Amen. Yeah, you've got that. It's just mad because when I think about, I'm always <laughs> conflicted because I've got people around me who are regular weed smokers who are, for me, seem normal. Now, we could be crazy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But they seem pretty normal. And I've got people I know who, I think you already had an issue. Now, you smoking and adding the weed to that, mad. But that's Ooh. the thing. Now, for just a normal individual who smokes a high strain of weed, like, I don't think the amnesia strain, that's like the one we've got now, like loud, whatever everyone calls it, um, is good for you long term. To smoke that every day 
And then you've got to add the elements of that. People just spray whatever they want on the weed that's out there. Sell it bang on the weed. This is the thing. Like anything, I'll go back to aspirin. If you used aspirin every day, you, you would mess up your mm. brain and you would mess up your body. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's just an ordinary painkiller right. because it's not something that you're supposed to take mm. habitually. It's, that's not what it's meant for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Weed was made for a reason and it has its benefits. We all know that. But people using it habitually might not be the best thing, especially when you, like, you don't know. Until you go through a stressful situation, you don't know if you're already susceptible to mental health issues. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? You don't yeah. know. You don't know. Then you've smoked the weed and you find out that raw. Maybe there was already something doing me before. Said doing, doing me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like something was there already that wasn't a bit. You know, it might run in my family, whatever the case may be. And then I've now added the weed, weed on top, and I'm in trouble. Like, you don't know. People yeah. react to things differently. Yeah. I knew someone that was um affected was who was a victim of that actually. Um, just gradually, like the behavior just started to change. And people started to notice it. And I don't think it was something that was spoken about amongst the group that he was in. Mm. So they just kept him around just because um, of their historical relationship. Mm. I would call. So we're just going to have him around when it ends, whatever. But then it started to get worse. It started mm. to get worse. It started to get worse. There was a time where um, I, I caught the, the individual like on my block just there just, randomly yeah. in the staircase just yeah not even blinking mm-hmm. and I'm thinking what's going on here mm-hmm. like it's scary what's, what's <coughs> this guy on what's this guy on you speak to know. the speak to the older man them they're like oh yeah is that something I know that's a, it's a common um, go to for the conversation I know people have the different sides they sit on but in your field is that something that, is, that you see quite a lot of in terms of young black men and the issues why they are coming in for mental health problems because now, of things like weed. Thing. Young black men don't smoke weed more than young white men. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm. The facts show that. But mm. we're, th- there's young black men are still in these institutions more than you see young white men. And that's why I say it's more than just racism and it's also more than just oh, you're smoking weed. There's other factors there because otherwise you would see equally, among all ethnic groups among the same age, all of them be smoking the same amount of weed. Do you mm. So are we smoking say? the shit, shit weed? Shit weed. Or? <laughs> I understand there's I'm different strains. I'm trying to get strains. to the bottom of this. Yeah, yeah there may, they, they, obviously there is ver- there's variances, but gen- genuinely, generally speaking, there should be like a sort of an even keel of mm. the same sort of similar rates between all racial so groups. what you're or, saying, that's not even really a... I don't know if genuine conversation is the right word. It's it's not necessarily a thing higher than any anyone yes, else. Yes, we 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 don't smoke weed as more than any other mm. group. I think it's just the perception that people have of bl- young black men. But yeah. that's it's, it's it's not true when people say that that's the re that they attribute that as the reason why you see. I could even be falling technically into the stereotype myself yeah. if I hadn't realised it. And the thing is, another thing that people don't think about is that, okay, you have like the schizophrenia, there's weed on one side, but there's also a lot of other areas of mental health that you you do not see any black people. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So there's over-representation in some places, there's under-representation in others. Yeah. And there's, it, it's not down to one specific thing yeah. of there is a link between weed and schizophrenia and psychosis it messes with your brain and chemicals and it depends on the amount of thc 
in the weed that you're smoking. I think I'm looking up that was the that's the thing. There's yeah. a, if there's a lot of THC in the weed you smoke, it's yes. going to be a big problem. For yes, you. yes. So THC is very bad for the brain. So mm. if the, the higher amounts of THC in the weed that you're smoking, then the worse it is for your mental health, for your brain. I was going to attempt to like actually read out what THC actually stands for, but I ain't going to do Forget that to it. myself. Oh, really? <laughs> for, just leave it, I, 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 leave it. <laughs> All I saw was tetahara. <laughs> <laughs> Even me, I don't, I can't pronounce that one. THC, we, we, can, THC. Yeah. We, we can do that. Hey, try to, hey, me, though, to read a that. few more other disorders. So like the cliche ones that we would know, like schizophrenia, yeah. psychosis, what are the other like mental health disorders um, or the, the, the ones that are not common knowledge of OCD. people and un, un, people under r- underestimate the depth the severity of OCD some people so if I iron my shirt like seven times in a row <laughs> okay well OCD. the thing is everybody That's has severe, bro. no but do you know what everybody has <laughs> <laughs> seven times but do you know what everybody has a form of OCD mm. everyone I do everyone like mine is if I'm lying on a bed, uh, if no, like hear me out. So if I if I've lied da- if I'm lying down and Be I've careful, gone to sw- I've gone to switch the light off, yeah. I have to f- get into bed the opposite way that I came out of it. Okay. I have to. I can't. I can't like. F- I can't go into I bed. And face that, the same when they way. get on a train, they've got to be sat in the direction the train's going. They can't yeah, have their exactly, back exactly. To the train driver, if you know what I mean. It's like I, a, I, and I have to sit yeah, on a specific side of the bus. Like that's just what I. Do you know what I mean? You have to that's sit on a, a specific side of the bus. Yeah, like when I'm on the bus, I don't sit on the. Do you feel uneasy if you don't? Yeah, I don't sit. What hand is this? I don't sit on the left side. Yeah. Sorry, I know. That's really bad. You don't I don't sit on your right. Huh? You don't be left from your right. You're like, what side is this? Uh, <laughs> You're about to go muscle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't sit on the left. It's just I just don't. But my, you know, so I've noticed um, a, a form of OCD with my daughter. I got I got um, two year old. She doesn't like anything on her, like like um, I don't know, like a little pen mark or yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll, like a speck of food. Yeah, like yeah. she'll go crazy. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. Or like she'll come to me straight away to take it off, yeah. remove it, remove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, everybody, take it easy. <laughs> everybody <laughs> it's has. Come off. But when it's like disrupting with anything, with any mental health disorder, if it's disrupting your life when you can't live life normally, then that is when it really is a problem. People wash their hands 50, 60 times a day. Their hands are bleeding, raw, red. Some other forms of OCD, where for example, somebody has to like touch the floor a certain amount of times before they sit down. Do you know what I mean? Or, That's weird you say that. I'll be really honest, yeah. Um, I've got X man. There was a little period where like my hands used to itch me a lot. I would put my hands under like really hot water for like a little bit longer than like I needed to, mm. just because I felt it was soothing. Mm. But then that's because, a little just bit because different. Though. There, I'm like, you're a waste, man. What are you doing, bro? That's how I felt inside. But for a little period, I'll be honest, because I was like, I didn't. I almost felt like I was the only person. Now I'm not. There's so much people that have eczema, psoriasis, yeah, so many yeah. things. Mm. But at the time. I felt like I was the only person in the world suffering. Yeah, Nobody knows what I'm going yeah. through. I'd have my hands under the tap for like, a, and to this day now, it's funny. Um, um, my mum said to me as well, like, does that feel hot to you? I think I've become a bit more immune to overly hot water mm-hmm. because of what I was doing mm-hmm. for myself right. at that time. Again, it's like, that's, it's not pathological. Do you yeah. get what I'm trying to say? But there's some people that literally, they can't, they have to walk up and down a certain amount of times or they have to walk, you know. They, so they're all a little bit crazy then. Yeah, we are, every, Everybody uh, is. It's just the, the degree to which. Has mental health. Yeah, it's just the degree to which it affects your life. I mean, mm. I think another one is like anxiety, and I think people don't really know what anxiety mean. But like, anxiety can really be a hell to live with for a lot of people, where they're so anxious about doing anything, they do nothing. 
Okay. I hear, I hear, um, I've been Nothing. hearing that so word a lot. they can't leave the house, they can't. They can't do anything. Everything makes them anxious. The thought of, I don't know, for example, getting the wrong, the wrong brand of cereal the about at, that, at about the that supermarket. That scares me. I know there's people that they're probably abusing. I'm sure there's like stuff you can get from maybe like the government, mm. like just to stay indoors and not work. I, I, yep. I'm sure there's people out there abuse. I stuff, mean, that's so. that's. Oh yeah, man. I mean, the system is always going to be there the, to be, yeah, to be just, cheated. But then also, there's also people that don't get anything from the system that really need it. Right. To be like, you know, again, I said I work with quite um, severe cases of like eating disorders and things like that. And a lot of times, you know, it's not like, oh, you go to the GP and you say, I have a problem with this and the GP can refers you straight away. It doesn't work like they that. They never refer you straight away. No, they never they do. Never but, you know, you people away. have this perception that like, oh, yeah, you know, the G- GPs are there to help you. They, I had, like, they, ha- they give you help. Stuff, You're and young. I need, and I needed to go see a dermatologist for it. It took ages for me to be referred. Like... Like they literally took. Ad- I can't. I'll be honest. With you, several visits. My mum ain't playing none of that, and it probably helps because she works within NHS. Yeah, we wasn't going in there bad enough the place. Mm. Yeah, like they'll give us an, a date and appointment. She's like, don't worry, you will get one next week. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, next week, <laughs> and lo and behold, I'm there. I don't have an appointment, but I'm there, and I'm gonna get seen. Mm. Honestly, knowledge is everything because you can have two kids who suffer from the same problem in the same hospital. And one kid has a lot of privileges from the government because their parents understand how it works and how to push mm. to make sure that they their child gets what they need. And then you have another parent who maybe their English isn't very good yeah. or they've migrated from another country Limited and nobody resources. has told them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, they're still white, but they don't know. Do you yeah. know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, and but the, their kids are suffering from the same thing, but one parent has all of these benefits and the other doesn't. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, everything is, is really about... Yeah, I think people need to take to a lot of that into consideration as well. Listen, there, there's a mental health disorder for everything. Honestly, there is. So, like, don't worry about it. Mm. <laughs> to be honest, you know, if you see that there's a problem... Yeah, it's a danger, just, though, of, like, diagnosing everything. It, like, Yes, I think so. There, there is definitely a danger of, like, over-diagnosing again because it... it, it if I said, if I labelled you as a schizophrenic, already that... that already, <laughs> Not me, please. No, God forbid. <laughs> God forbid, <laughs> God forbid. Well... But if I labelled somebody like that, automatically they have skit stigma. Whether oh, or not... Skit that, stigma. That's a, that's they a have that know. stigma. Even if, like, that, that, that title never leaves this room, they feel the stigma themselves of, raw. like, I'm someone who has... Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. words that's have a very a severe meaning. word, though. Yeah, the it connotation, is. The way I look at it and being conditioned to look at it, that's not into play. If you're schizophrenic... Boy, it's mad. Yeah. I think people have this really... I mean, it's not... A lot of people have schizophrenia and they live their life normally. Honestly speaking. I see them. They're coming out the Maudley Hospital in Campbell walking amongst yes, us. Yes, I used to work the there. The crazies walk amongst us. Me, I don't play with none of them. I'm so finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, but the Maudley's deal with the different cases of different types of people. You know, yeah. that you have people that live in the community. You listen, you never know. There's mm. people that live in the community you do not know that they have yeah, yeah. these issues. You're right. It's, it's why you just leave people alone. Yeah, no, yeah, you do. You do need to. And it's like, you see when we talk about over-diagnosing. Yeah. It'll just be like me. Um, I'm ill. I'll go on Google and type like exactly. symptoms. Don't do and that. Google will convince me that I'm dying, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's mad. Like, I don't need those stresses. Doing all that. <laughs> like, you just have to know yourself. I don't if you need know that something's stresses. wrong and you, you're you not acting like yourself, like something's really wrong with you, you're not able to do things that you used to do. Like, for example, chilling with your family used to be like your favourite thing to do now you don't even want to do it or you're not getting the same enjoyment from it and that 
sustains itself for a long period of time then mm. that requires some more reflection maybe you need help there's other you don't necessarily have to go to the gp it could be just somebody else to talk to do you mm. know what i mean these things help writing things down burning it up afterwards like it's like a release just some way of releasing it because stress is not good for the body and it's really bad for the brain and that is what causes the chemical imbalances because stress is only supposed to be experienced like in a in a death in, in a life or death situation that's right. why you need it because everything else in your body shuts down except for the things that you need to get you out of that situation if you're experiencing yeah. that on a daily basis those chemicals are not good for your brain it's not supposed to be released yeah you see with stress it's difficult because like life throws a lot of <coughs> pressures yes crazy absolutely. amount of pressures mm-hmm. that could be financial um where you're struggling to provide for your family yeah and you're obviously you're going to become stressed and sometimes like b- becoming financially stable is a long haul you're in like it's yeah. not a sprint it's a it's a marathon and some people can't even deal with that i think how do you even like get to the point where you re- come out of the stress how do you release the stress knowing that you're just about making rent or you can't even make rent at the end of the month let alone like your bills and stuff it's how you handle it really because stress is one thing but for your body to constantly be in a state of stress is another Mm -hmm. and that that heightened state is not good for anyone now if you're if you're stressed like stress is a part of life it's unavoidable it's just how we deal with that stress and again how much it affects us on our day to day for someone to be stressed because they're not financially stable or they're just barely making the rent that is very stressful Mm -hmm. and they might cope with it in different ways maybe they drink a little bit too much or they smoke a bit too much weed but how do they deal with it yeah they just need better better coping mechanisms of unhealthier ways of dealing with it does that mean you find someone that you talk to like if this might sound moist but maybe you need to nominate a friend and say hey look when I'm down I'm gonna call you and you do the same and I'm just gonna talk a lot of shit and I'm gonna complain a lot and just listen it's moist yeah I said it's moist but if that's what you need but that's how a lot of us think at times so it's good you you, you spoke the language that we do speak because if we're being honest a lot of times you do think oh you're being washed that's moist like Mm. don't be a waste man fix up so there is an element of truth to that I just think said you may need that but then on the flip side as well it's a weird one then that's not fair on that individual because they've got to now deal with that baggage as well just unloading on them you just, you know if you're lucky <coughs> enough to have someone that is willing yeah. to do that mm-hmm. you're very fortunate and hopefully there's other ways you, you can keep a, a diary place. nobody needs to know you keep a diary mm. you could scribble whatever you want to say and rip that shit up after you're done mm. you know there's there's different chest. just to release it from you yeah. is what I'm saying and like reflect on how that's made you feel and why yeah. you feel that way and it you know and to release the t- st- like to not be stressed about things that you cannot control mm do you know what I mean there's no point it doesn't do anything for you so just release it for this time being and put your energy into what you can do what you're looking forward to do you know what I mean and not robbing yourselves of those things and I think praising yourself a little bit like in this generation I don't know why we have this obsession with saying with like downplaying the things that we do or I don't know like we don't want to praise ourselves for the the small things like I'm grinding I'm working it's like that's great but like praise yourself for it there's still the next thing so you don't feel like you've achieved it because mm. you're still looking towards <coughs> but the next thing but that doesn't mean thing. it's not an accomplishment mm. you can it can be to yourself you can be like oh I did that okay cool mm. or oh, I, I did this I thought all that at times like sometimes I don't want to talk about the stuff I've, I've done because I feel like I ain't done enough I still do, still do more things me too but you know what it, but I think I get my gratification from when other people give you that are you that's big or yeah, even exactly. just, just tweeting a pod using the right hashtag and interacting absolutely. those things 
give me a bit of um but the problem is we can't rely on that you yeah. have to you only all you have is yourself you have yeah. to be able to encourage yourself a little bit i'm I, I say this i'm this is a lesson i'm learning because i'm a perfectionist yeah like i if i've written something down in my diary i have to do it all in that day yeah. whether it's 1 a.m 2 a.m 4 a.m it's not my problem i have to do it but it's a bad thing and even when i've done it i don't feel the satisfaction of oh, okay i've done I've, achieved, I've done everything that i wanted to do today it's not a good thing. You should. Yeah. I should still be able to say to myself, "Oh, you know what? I did everything I did today. Okay, cool. That's good." There's it's no harm in that. Find the balance at the end of the day, man. Um, the good thing I got from this conversation is you don't know your left from your right. Um, um, wow. <laughs> did you really? Did you really after, have after, to bring after that everything up again? you said, you don't know your left from your right. <laughs> did you really have You're to bring that up again? Definitely too much into me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need to address that as well. Well, <laughs> um, I'm hungry. So what next? that's from new times that just you're grinding in it so Bad. um i want to say thank you for coming down we're not oh, done yet quick reminder everyone quickly again chrissy speaks dot com dot com and that's yeah. c-h-r-i-s-s-p-e-a-k-s.com you can tell i'm not dyslexic in it no see did you say why yeah i said why i say c-h don't listen I, no I sorry i lost you c-h-r I double S Y. See, speaks. Yeah, that's Thank it. you, Mister Vans. Yes. I said what I said. Come you on, messed up Thank my you. thing. <laughs> you did. Sorry about that. Do you know, I'm, I'm a bit annoyed at myself here. Yeah. I should have invited you the other day. Um, we mm. were at a an event, like a little live panel talk show, <coughs> Black Barbie events. So that was yes. on the 28th. Oh so yeah, Thursday last Thursday. Last, last Thursday oh. Yeah, yeah. And I totally. I don't know why I should invite. It would be nice for you to come down and see us there. Next it was time. good though, because um, uh, reason I'm bringing up we uh, it was another live experience. Yeah, um, it was nice. There was, they weren't, we weren't just the only podcasters on the panel. We had the so DMD podcast. Big up DMD. Oh, I the studio space as well. Um, I know. I said, I, when I walked in here, I said, Everyone ah, knows the rug. Yeah. yeah. I, I see someone <laughs> tried, listen, someone tried to diss Dan's rug, you know. Swear down. Someone's like, I'm tired, I'm, I'm tired of seeing that tired rug in the back. Fam, I'm so you go and build a studio, push up. <laughs> <laughs> you go and build one. This is uh, nice. Don't diss the rug, you know. Uh, this is fancy. You can't diss the rug. Your studio's nice, Dan. Meanwhile, meanwhile, in their yard, there's bare holes in the rug and that. I'm so down. sleep on the mattress and the road. This is a very, like, I was like, uh this is this is yeah this is this is the spot this is the spot yeah, we also spot. had um, a triggered podcast triggered and podcast. Um, shouts to them 90s babies mm-hmm. um 90s baby show show <coughs> yeah. they were hosting so fred santana and um, temi and that mm-hmm. fred's dyslexic as well so mm-hmm. um and i can't pronounce but fred's dyslexic, <laughs> um, dyslexic. yeah <laughs> 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 we've got a list minute so no, like, i have to struggle so, <laughs> so he was up there butchering the words <laughs> Man, <laughs> it was so crazy that was Listen, that day was... He hilarious. had a meat cleaver on him, boy. He was just butchering bare words. No, nah, he was struggling up there. Yeah, it was good, though. Was, good. Have you had a chance to do, go and see anything live or... I haven't. I mean, I'd love to see things live, hosting... Like, like I love public speaking. I'm not... Like, I'm just... I'm all into You're not it. not shy at all, innit? No. I mean, I can be, but no. When it comes to this, no. Mm. Like, I really do like to speak on a platform. I'm not really people, someone that gets nervous. But I like live shows. I love the interaction with people. I like to hear people's, like, real thoughts and things. Like, I don't like... Like when you talk to people about mental health, they kind of pretend that they really give a shit or like yeah. they really know things. And I don't like just be honest, like mm. because that's I how we grow. Like yeah, I'm not a professional. Do you know? I mean, what? Okay, I'm I, I'm not an expert. I'm yeah. I'm professional in this field, sort of, if you can really call it a professional. But I had I have a degree in order to do the job that I'm doing. Right. So that's why I, d- so I yeah, call, yeah, call it a professional. Right? Lights down. You qualify. Yeah. Cool. So <laughs> you know what you're talking about. But. Yeah, but there's still more to learn. There's, there's yeah. so much, and I, I learn things from other people because I'm not suffering from any mental illnesses. We thank God. So I don't have that. Amen. 
And so I don't have that um, experience that somebody else who's been through the system will have. But I have a different understanding, you know, like the understanding of sectioning and what that takes and mm. medication. And, you know, it's, it's a lot more, there's a lot more to it than people mm. think, you know. So Very, very true. That was good though, man. It was just funny because you're saying like, people don't give a shit. I think that was the only thing. <coughs> I, think a, I think it was a good event. That wasn't that wasn't their first one. They've done a few before that. No, so I went to um, the one prior to yeah. last week's one, yeah. um, and that was cool. That was nineties um, baby. The nineties baby show guys were actually on the panel. I don't think they were hosting that one, mm-hmm. um, and they had other people on the panel speaking, not necessarily from a podcast, but they were just doing other things. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So, for example, you had um, Nissy T from mm-hmm. Backchat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you had a couple other people I can't remember, but a few faces, people that have, a few people, yeah, yeah. That you might think are articulate and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you see people on um, social media mm-hmm. that are doing, um, you know, it could be what whatever <coughs> whatever they're doing, yeah. but they have a, a a platform. Yeah, basically what it was. And um, got one of the girls from Backtrack is going to come on soon as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, so cool. you know, um, it's it's all good. Um, but were yeah, you, like, you the, were you bothered though? Because you weren't there. I'm just trying to paint a picture here. I do a lot of talking and everyone knows that. Everyone was saying that, like, oh, you know, during the intermission, people were asking me, oh, why, you're, you're not really speaking that much. And But sometimes <laughs> when um, there's a panel full of other people, sometimes I just, you got to let other people speak. Yeah, man. it's a I bit just, overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming, but it's cool. <laughs> you know, me, I said I my piece. Perform, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can't perform. Luckily, we're a duo. So, you know, sometimes, like, you get forced to hold the fort. He don't mind doing all that, which is good, which is cool. Balance, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, balance, exactly. As soon as it's time to slander Supermalt, he was on the mic, though, innit? It's so, so finished. Supermalt's with demons. Well, I'll, I'll take that title. That's fine. I'm not a demon. I don't know if that's what you want to be. I'm not, I'm not a demon. Supermalt no? is I mean. like mud in a bottle for me. I don't know. It's not. Yeah. 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 Mr. Mr. Man's ain't a fan of Supermalt. No, nah, I'm not a fan. I'm, in, I'm indifferent. No, I'm just... Uh, Big up to you, man, that drink Supermalt. Just... Don't bring it where where are you from? They've got a different level of pain threshold, don't they? Congolese. <laughs> my mum, my mum loves supermalt. So you say your mum is? She's a demon, yes, for drinking supermalt. Wow. I, 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 I didn't want to disrespect. I wanted you to say it. Listen, I'm man, so I've got to keep the same energy in it. My yeah. mum's not exempt. <laughs> Anyone can get it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Me and had a little d- back and forth from DMD mm. arguing about the N word. I'm ex- I was exhausted after that though. It's long. Yeah. Why? What's wrong? What bad thing? No, we just we, it wasn't even, even arguing. It's just I, I like good discourse and debate and like yeah. especially someone I feel like I can have a conversation with. Yeah, yeah. We had a conversation online around on, weird enough on Christmas Day. You can <laughs> tell both of us don't give a shit about Christmas. They're arguing <laughs> on Twitter, and then um, it was a couple of days later we all met up together at the mm-hmm. event. We had a conversation <laughs> then just because I thought it was a good place to have it and just to discuss a bit more. Um, he's got a stance of he doesn't like the fact that. Um, white people are kind of telling us we can no longer use the word taking away the power that they use it to demonise us then of course we there is a school of thought that we turn it to a term of endearment yeah. and now we kind of own the word and now the only reason we're going to stop using it is because they're telling us to stop using it and I was coming from the angle of I feel like we're lazy um, I'm, may, I'm a hypocrite I may still use the word I'm trying not to but I feel like we're lazy we all police ourselves like I was in church on New Year's Eve I'm not going to speak a certain way in church I'm around my mum, I'm not going to speak a certain way. You police yourself in certain environments, you're at work, you conduct yourself in a certain manner. I don't think it's that difficult for us to not use the word. Mm. I was just trying to challenge us to move different in it. Yeah. And that's myself included, I'm the first person, <coughs> especially if I'm going to say that. Mm. And I just, that's just where my, my mind is at, at the time. Now, I've been in the mind in the mood before, it's like, whatever man, say what you want to say. 
Mm. I just feel that when I was saying, I was having a conversation with him, my angle was that the people that fought for the right, a lot of the rights we have now, if they come back to life in 2017, and we're using them how, and how would they feel? He feels like that would be the least they're worried. Like, they, they almost maybe fought for us to be free as much as possible. So we were just having a look back and forth, mm. but it was good. And it was good for the environment rather than because some of the questions were just like dilemmas about like dating and shit, yeah. and oh. divorce. And so I ain't got any fucking. I don't care about a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really give a shit. I might give my opinion for the sake of the moment, but deep down, I don't really give a shit really. So, but it was good. We need more of those things. Um, put you on a spot though. When we do our live event, you come in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm buy ten tickets Absolutely. for you and the friends. I'll come. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, tell your people about us, man. Come on. I will. Hello. You got to spread the word. You got to spread the word. I haven't even Snapchat yet. Oh, oh yeah, yeah come, listen. <laughs> we're gonna do all the social. Not yet. <laughs> no, you see what with um, live events is um, for me personally. I like the live element. Um, the fact that people are coming to see us speak. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like an appreciation of what we do. Yeah. You know. So um, and actually putting a face to like people that interact with us online sometimes, and um, even the unknown element because like I remember when we first did our. Um, show live festival um via shout out network they they held a festival mm-hmm. um oh, I people were coming actually. up to me and saying oh you know like oh you're mr vans blah blah, blah. and i'm like oh right you listen yeah I know. Like, yeah yeah i just don't like interact and i'm thinking yeah no nah, shout us out man let us know yeah. that you're listening yeah it's always nice yeah to um get some sort of feedback especially from people that you don't know sometimes yeah yeah because like there's no what's the word Bias is that a word? Yeah. Is that the right word yeah, to use? Yeah, that is the right word. Yeah, like it, there's none of that. They they're just giving you their raw opinion. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, and you can have fun at a live event as well because like there's that direct interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, there's in, nothing in like the moment. One one girl was talking a bit flagrant about her sex life and stuff. Oh. And she was sat to the left of her. There was a gentleman, <laughs> and me being me, I was like, can the gentleman to your left confirm, confirm. or deny these allegations? I'm so like, finished. Is, and apparently that wasn't her boyfriend, innit? Someone told me off, innit? But I had to ask, innit? Because they were quite cosy. She was a little bit in his shoulder. You know, you never know wow. what's going on. But I just wow. had to double check. You speaking on bias, though, that's how I wanted to bring up. Um, you're aware we had the live show in August. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't a shout-out network. Now, um, the reason I'm bringing this up because I had a little bit of a conversation with someone via a DM, like, across, like, last night, this morning, um, who had recently seen... We've done an interview recently with a new um, platform called No Empty Cups. Okay. So a few years ago, um, they had us on and they're quite fresh. They've done some stuff with Savage Dan. They've had Three Shots Tequila on. They've had Femi Ayenaran. That Yenaran, sounds very, very um, familiar. Who played Mooney in Kidhood, who's now a director and has got, did the intent and is doing the intent too. So they're, they're, they're up and coming and they're doing big things. And we had a really good time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we sat down and they, did the They interview. sound so familiar. Let me so, Google them. Yeah, subscribe yeah, to the channel. And we're, check, we're, and we're, check on well, so. <coughs> we're on YouTube as well. We're on the YouTube channel. I haven't watched Now she yet. hit me and gone. Obviously, great interview, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it said to me that because um, I was wondering we got featured on an Apple podcast mm-hmm. like Black Experience and we got recognised under some banner Black Experience and it wasn't just us it was quite a few other podcasts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was always intrigued to like to find out where that actually come from and I spoke about it on the interview now she's hit me via the DM to say oh, this is where it's come from it's actually come from your live experience at um, in August back in August last year mm-hmm. at the Shout Out um, Live Festival due to of course the shout out network and I think someone else from I think podcasting colour colour sorry um <coughs> had compiled a list whatever um and that's where that come from. But she said to me at the same time, um 
that I'd been a bit hard on the Shout Out Network. Now, if anyone knows the backstory, after August, there was a bit of controversy where the, at the, the premier podcast on the network were no longer having their shows done anymore or they were moving in a different direction. If I don't remember at the time, so the standout ones were mainly millennials, yeah. mostly lit, yeah. artistic state of mind. What, on the main stage? Um, no, I'm just saying, oh, no, two fools talking. Two fools talking, yeah, yeah. So they were moving in a di- different direction. Now, we sp- I spoke to some podcasters behind the scenes, some people. I didn't obviously put some of the convos out. Mm. Um, and there was a bit of reaction. Now, I will listen back. So I remember the episode is called The Family Land Episode. So anybody can go back and listen. And tell me if you were a bit harsh. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to know. I'm going to listen as well okay. later on today. <laughs> um, I know Mr. Vans, he's, he's giggling because he, uh, he feels like he, he, he doesn't really care. He's over it. Um, she said to me, of course, she listens to the podcast and she stopped listening for a time period because of how we kind of handled that at the time or our comments. I felt that we were a little bit hard on them. Now, they gave us the opportunity to be on their, on their festival. I'm eternally grateful. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're thankful for um, mm-hmm. we did something for them by being part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. in the lineup definitely brings people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's not to uh, like hear and pop your collar or whatever, but mm-hmm. that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. But it definitely gave us an opportunity and I'm eternally grateful for that. Yeah. So thank you a million times. Um, I was thinking, you know what? When things happen, I'm always looking for the angle. Mm. So there's a lot of talk on social media. They took our shows from us, knocked us out of our accounts. We don't have our audio. We're no longer on their on their network. They've done us dirty. That was the kind of narrative at the time. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of like, fuck the shout out network online. Now, usually me being me, I'm always thinking, if everyone's moving in a certain way, mm, let me not react and kind of find that. Now, we didn't react online, but we did speak about it on here. Now, because we were part of the, the festival, Mm-hmm. obviously from our own experience we've got our, certain, our own individual gripes mm-hmm. and as a duo we've got our gripes so I think maybe that's why we come right. the way we did like I said I will go back and listen mm-hmm. and see if I was a bit too harsh it probably was me being flagrant um, <laughs> but I didn't speak to the guy at the time now I think that's the thing and the reason I'm bringing this up to like learn some lessons mm-hmm. so we commented about what happened off our own experience and how the podcast has reacted but I never got a chance at the time to speak directly to the people behind the network to see what was their perspective? Because you've got their version, the podcasters got their version, and mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle you got the truth. Right. Somewhere in the middle. Mm. Now, if they, if if the after conversation me and the individual had, he's lying, then it's it's f your network, innit? Yeah. But if there is validity what you're saying, and <coughs> you can understand the reasoning, then I would like that to be out there, and I think that's mm. where the lessons to be learned. Sometimes don't. We all guilty of it. Like mm. You've got a platform, you've got voices, yeah. especially us to hear. Mm. Um, <coughs> you don't want to misinform or then give people a perception of people if it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we can, but at the same time, we can only go on based off the information that was given to us. And We're I, not and sourcing for the information, yeah. Yeah. it's just what's presented you to know us. What I'm and I'll be honest, I spoke to FA from the Shout Out Network today because um, the young lady I spoke to via the DM was like, you should hear their side as well. Right. We spoke, we hadn't spoken since the lead up to the festival last year. Um, I did shout him. I did try and ring him after, um, but we, for whatever reason, we 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 didn't we didn't um, have communication. Luckily, we spoke today, and I got his side to it a little bit, you know. Mm. And, I, and I got with understand. I can't go into too much, yeah, yeah. just because you got respect when you have yeah, personal yeah. conversations. So, I mean, mm. You don't have to. Mm. Um, so I can kind of understand on a certain level. Is everything justified? Some things are possibly business decisions, you know. And like mm-hmm. you said, my only gripe when I spoke to him was that I felt there maybe should have been more forthcoming with the information because the conversation I had with him on a certain level I can understand. So I'll give right. you an analogy. So let's say we have a podcast network, myself and Mr. Vans. We own this studio. You come and record there for free. We put in the graph, the time, the effort. You've done work as well, because your time is valuable. We're producing the show. You don't pay for studio time. 
Now, if I'm running a business and um, after a certain time period it is no longer seeming profitable or you, my working relationship with you is making me to spend, 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 I might need to review our relationship. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we end our relationship, we might have to sit down and figure something out. Same way, like an example would be if you're signed to a record label. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of that. Like, we've got friends in the music industry. Right. We hear different things. We know things personally. You're signed to a label. <coughs> you don't mm-hmm. recoup. They don't make money back. What happens is the stories, they drop you eventually. That's just, and that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of an understood mm-hmm. thing within the music industry. So I, I could kind of gauge. I was like, okay, cool, I can see, you know. But I just think it was good. If I did comment a bit harshly without a bit of knowledge, then that's my battle mind, you know. They ain't, we ain't been paid yet from it, but... <laughs> I'm so finished. No, no, but no, we sp- I spoke to him today and he was like, he didn't receive the email. And he won't mind me saying that because we had an honest conversation. And I'll go back and check. If it hasn't, and that's, that's our fault, we've got to turn the chin, but I'm sure the email's definitely sent. I'll, I'll resend it and I'll, and I'll update everybody. Mm. But I think it's only fair because I had a, a personal conversation then just to give a bit of balance and I'll, I don't mind being the person here you can learn a lesson from. If it were too harsh, or we like I spoke out a turn mm. without enough info, then that's my bad on my end. Right. Mm. You know? I know if you, you're just like, mm, it's got like, you ain't even asleep <coughs> over it. No, but reflection is important because mm. that's how people it, grow. It, I mean, yeah, cause I'm, I'm generally like a reflective person. Yeah. Um, Same. I don't know what I could have said that may have been harsh. Um, I don't have any personal gripes with I anyone. Did, I, I, apparently, I dissed my, my studio because they were recording that in a home studio. <laughs> I so said, finished. I dissed the home studio. No, but we we joke and play in it. Like, at the end of the day, this is what we are. This is what this is who we are. This is it's why people like us, isn't it? Between, like, like, who you are. And it's not even like, like I said, no one's exempt in it. <laughs> like, anyone can, can get it. Get it. Anyone That's can it. get it, man. Like, sometimes, if you're in a firing line, um, you're in a firing line, and it? it's not like... As long as it's like no personal disrespect, yeah. I think that we can. Well, when you're on a public platform and or you're a public figure, you you have to expect that people are going to talk about you. No, and the is because we mean? speak and critique <coughs> things like we spoke on like the six seven thing today. Right. Um, we might not do it today. I wanted to speak on the Wiley and the whole um, was it OB or MB and mm. after like the grime culture like almost like, fuck the establishment to now be being accepted is a weird thing for me to see. Yeah. Um, I would critique that. So now if I'm going to speak on someone and something and what they've done. It's only fair that if you know you can critique me as well, but and that was done personally, mm-hmm. and he doesn't seem like the person who would do that on air or like mm. in the public space. But it's only fair to give the other side to it mm. as well. Now that's why I thought it needs to be addressed, um, and it is, like I said, it's good for reflection. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, man, that's a crack jokes in that. So you know, you might have to take the, a Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's that's basically what it is. Um, from my point of view, um, it's more with foals. Um, you know, referring to the home studio as whatever it was, I can't even remember. I'll find out. I'll find out what I said if it was bad. Is that is that on was I, that on the Family Lamb episode? <coughs> or it's no, the Family Lamb episode with Tommy Expensive and Samson Sam Cleo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, That's the only time I honestly remember. I, was I mean, speaking about the, shouting network. like it's. You know, it's weird though. I could have gone ham. Yeah, this is it. People, that's the thing. People are ready no, to come no, on here and say listen, some crazy that's stuff. No, no, say no, no infos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we start. <laughs> was like, the namesake is it's making a lot of sense because yeah. I'm like that. I'll say something and people will be like, oh, I had like, people I on here. Understand. I had people ready to come on here and just go. Yeah. You know, and I, and I didn't do that. And I think the, I had a conversation with him. Um, and when I and what I did say to him as well, um, it's unfortunate, but from what I pay pay attention to in life. When you're the first one, you're gonna get the bumps and bruises. Yeah. Like, to my knowledge, from our demographic, black podcasts with different perspective, not just 
chit chat, banter, conversations, um, dilemmas. Mm -hmm. And that's not a shade tenor because we do a lot mm -hmm. of that stuff as well. But mm -hmm. like, there's a certain format yeah. with quite a lot of podcasters now. Yeah. Yeah. They had um, <coughs> a podcast literally about literature. Mm -hmm. yeah, a podcast, Mele Millennials, where they were I listened two, to both of them. I really two loved them. Young yeah. black women yeah. who offered a different perspective. Oh, they gave to, me life, those two. You know, those two. And, mm. and just the way Imri speaks Imri on this. It doesn't sound like a girl from the ends. You need different energy because everybody isn't. Like, I may speak in slang. It doesn't mean if you're from the NG speaking slang as well. Mm -hmm. Like, we have yeah. different faces to us. So it was good to see that um, artistic state of mind, mm -hmm. which is like theatre. And so there's there were different elements. So I, they were the first people that I, from my knowledge, to do that. And now when you do that, it's unfortunate you may have a few more bumps and bruises and then you're ambitious, yeah. you hold a big event. And I spoke to him like, that's the first time you threw an event. So mm. sometimes you have to have a certain level of understanding. But it's very easy at the time to be emotional and run to the internet and go, ah! I think but I can't negate how those people feel if they yeah. feel if there's a justification how they feel yeah because like I said at the time and I still stand by it if they were working together under the guise of like a black togetherness yeah. which is always very it's a blanket and it's very dangerous and, sh and you have to be careful with that people don't feel entitled because they feel they're part of something yeah now the common well, truth is business is business mm -hmm. yeah but if there was that and I said that to him on the phone directly if it was done under that guise um then I could understand why they may feel upset. Mm. I like if I was like their direct relative, I could tell them, I'm just being real harsh. They don't owe you nothing. You just recording there for free from what was put out of you. That's what was that's their end. That their people are recording there for free. If you're recording for free, like we pay for our, our space and our studio time that we use. Mm. Everyone comes to Dan's studio. Anybody knows you use Savage Dan's studio. Yeah. You pay an hourly rate. Yeah. Mm. And that means I'm investing in myself. Mm -hmm. So I have a certain level of. Yeah, um, you, just, you just gotta keep the same energy. Like entitlement to what I want because I'm paying for a service, you know. So when you're not, then you know you're kind of at someone's mercy. So and you, that's just that's, and that's just a lesson to be learned. Like I said, they're gonna have their their <coughs> version. Shout out Network will have their shout out Network. Sorry, we'll have their version. And somewhere in the middle, you have your truth. But um, we'll update everybody in regards to the pay situation. And I'll be frank and honest. If it is um, on mine and for whatever reason email wasn't sent, so then we'll uh, come back and we'll have to have that conversation as well. But I'll update everybody when the, when the money hits the account, baby. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my man because I'm happy we had a conversation and reason and. I went out of the lady, but the lady I spoke to in a DM, I know she's happy because she's like, you should reach out and, you know, speak to them. We didn't conversate, so I think he's owed that as well because if there is, like, a false perception of them out there, that's not fair as well. Yeah. You know. Things happen. They do indeed. But, you know, it's been a pleasure. Come on. I didn't want to end on a bad I've note. I loved every minute. Yeah? You're going to come <laughs> back? Yeah. Can we, should I set up a GoFundMe for this um degree, for this um postgraduate so degree? Finished. <laughs> no, don't worry. How much, how much does it take? They take, what, well, like 20%? Can I add an extra 5% on? Uh, I, I got it, baby. I'm going to be funded by the NHS. You better be careful. The Tories are in government. And that, that might change. You know? <laughs> have worry. you applied yet for everything? Don't worry. Let me tell you something. My God is greater. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Just watch this space. Just like that. I'm getting between Just that. Like God that. and GoFundMe don't go together. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to ting myself a little GoFundMe for, you know, if I'm gonna set up a go find me, it'll be for something else, not for that. <coughs> People are like what? I'm intrigued. Business. Okay, cool. The girls are set up go find me for lipo and that and Brazilian butt lifts and oh please, boob give jogging me a that break. Stuff. People's mums are setting, setting setting up GoFundMe pages for their child getting bullied. Yeah, that's, that's, that's wild. That's, that's, that's very that's very nuts. wild. But well, hashtag you... off the cuff pod guys. Um, 
as always, thank you for listening. Please thanks for subscribe. Me. Thanks to Chrissy for coming down. Yes. Thank um, you, thank you. Much appreciated for you so coming down. Fun. Is anyone allowed to follow <coughs> your socials and stuff and sliding in DMs and all that good stuff? <laughs> you, had a problem with, yeah, you, had, you had a problem with like social media when huh? you were touching on it. You, have, you know, you um, really do you know what it is? My social media is kind of like, I mean, you can follow me. I, do, I don't post on social media. That's the thing. You're already pre-warning the mandem that the selfies are not going to be. <laughs> that's it. I pre. I'm a lurker. <laughs> I'm a complete lurker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so uh, you're one of them ghost sweet. followers. Yeah. You're one of them ghost followers, like that will be on the, the follow and won't even like. I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. That's me. Okay. Quite honest in this. What is the Instagram and the snap and that stuff? Just for the man, minute. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows <laughs> what I look like. No Listen, I'll, I'll might put the picture on the timeline. I'm Just so finished. Make sure the WhatsApp picture is lit so I can. <laughs> I've got something good to refer to. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, Christiana CC on both. So C H R I. S T I A N A C I C I. Yeah. I can't guarantee I'm going to add any of you, but you know, I'm just going to put it out yeah, there anyway. This is my other edge you either, so don't, yeah. don't get excited. You have to wait and see what happens. I love how True. we spell stuff out and, and insinuate that people can't, don't understand nothing. It's probably us that really, really can't spell that word. No, no, nobody ever spells my name correctly. It's Christiana C C. Yeah, so C I C I. Yeah. Yes, guys, please make sure you um, subscribe. To us on the Apple Podcast app and also subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Leave a review. It would be much appreciated. Get us into that top 100. I'm sure you can find us um, just by typing in Off The Cuff Podcast. You see the blue logo. I'm False Forever on the left. And I'm Mr. Vans on the right. And um, with a Chris Shaper. And I'm not in the logo. We've got an extended family on, but Essie's the first lady of Off the Cuff, so you might have to fight her, innit? I don't, do, I don't fight babes. You don't fight babes? No, no I don't. So I don't know if you want to fight Essie either, but that's my G. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening, guys. It's been a pleasure. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy peace and love, man. See you on the other side next week. Peace.